Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's How We Season, it, episode 73. This week we're reviewing Snowpiercer. It's a 2013 release movie. Um, make sure I got the right one. Yeah, 2013. Uh, R-rated. Uh, directed by, this was uh, Bong Joon-ho, who was uh, recently uh, a big deal because of uh, Parasite. Yeah. Um, and I think that was, I think that's, I, I know this movie's been kind of, in the news, not lately, lately, but like over the last year, this has got a lot of praise and and a lot of pump up about it because I think everybody saw Parasite, like you know, got the gist of Parasite because it was a he he won for best picture, I believe, right? Best picture and and director, I believe, yeah. Yeah, so then everybody started going back and and this became a big deal. Um, this was this this was uh, uh, his first um, English. Uh, English-speaking, English-speaking, right? yeah. English-speaking, English yeah. He's still, he's still a, uh, I believe, a Korean South director. Korean, yep, yep. South Korean, and, and it, it was... Uh, I, <laughs> it's funny, like, um, listening to the podcast about, you know, people talking about this, they brought up a lot of stuff about how, you know, this was... It, this was um, he, he got in uh, arguments with Weinstein. Oh, Henry Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, and apparently... Uh, he Weinstein kind of sabotaged him for like theatrical release. Like he wanted it to change. Our, our Zack Snyder conversation because he wanted, he wanted <laughs> like he wanted like thirty minutes cut, didn't he? Something yeah. something kind of ridiculous. And, he, and and then he told him like, if you don't do that, then I'm gonna cut the how 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 much release it gets, you know. And so he's like, yeah, well, fuck you, do it. And so <laughs> he basically stood his ground. And and so I think I mean I, I I'm cool with that. I think they actually did do it, and they showed it to some preview audiences, and they didn't like it. And then they showed it to they then they restored it, and showed it to other audiences, and they gave oh. a much bigger bigger praise. But kind of, oh, I didn't even see any of that. It where sounded they, he, like there was in retribution or something. Uh, Weinstein only gave gave it more of a limited release, and it wasn't. Yeah, it had, it had word of mouth that it was able to pick up and, and get pushed out to more uh, more. Yeah, and probably kind of shows you what. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was huge with Chris Evans. I mean, yeah. he, this was right after. Avengers. This was uh, the year after Avengers. Uh, matter of fact, he was filming this. Funny little story. Um, and I knew that I knew this ahead of time, but I never knew what movie he was filming. So uh, the final scene in Avengers where they go and have the shawarma, right? Hi, and, uh, the, so if you watch that scene, uh, uh, Chris Evans is sitting in the back with his hand over his face, and he's <laughs> not talking. He's not moving. So he had his beard at that time when they filmed this because he was also filming Snowpiercer. And so he couldn't shave to do that one little scene. So they put makeup or whatever on and it just looked kind of bad. And so he <laughs> kind of just covered it up. And uh, I knew about that from a long time ago, like, you know, I, reading whatever, hearing about whatever. And, you know, I thought that was kind of funny. And I, I didn't notice it until someone told me. And then I went back and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so, so obvious when you know. But this was the movie he was filming. Uh, that caused him to have to do that. That's great. It draws another comparison to Justice League with the, uh, <laughs> the facial hair God. that you can't get rid of. <laughs> oh my God! Are we ever gonna get away from Zack Snyder? Uh, 
which is funny. I, uh, I, they just released his new movies trailer. Um, army, army of, of army, army of, of dead. Army, army of, Okay, yeah. I think it's Army of Dead. Yeah, you're right. Army of Army of Dead because he did the and, uh, Dawn of the Dead or yeah. uh, previously in one of his first movies, I believe, and uh, something like that. Yeah, and so this saw. is this is like uh, there's a zombie like the zombies take over Las Vegas and they kind of enclose them, and this team gets hired to go in and and get a bunch of money out of a casino, and I mean it's a zombie film, although. The zombies in the, like I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I saw Zack Snyder and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this as much. <laughs> uh oh. Well, you you, you talked about like, some of his other movies that you really liked. I think. I know. Like, I know. I think it's just Justice League gave you a bad taste, or, or maybe, it did. It did. Maybe the DC movies that he was behind gave you a bad taste, and so his DC movies did give me a bad taste, and and I think a lot of uh, subjecting myself to a lot of the fanboy uh, podcast talking about it gave me a bad taste even more. But no, I really enjoyed the the trailer for it. Um, but my first thought was like, oh, we go like there's going to be 30 minutes of zombie slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it looks like it might be fun. It, it is definitely a zombie uh, uh, flick, and you know they're going to have some fun with it. If you like those kind of things, it looks like it'll be good. Uh, I don't know if I'll do that in the theater, um, but I'll definitely probably watch it at some point. I'm not a huge zombie guy myself. They they scare the shit out of me a little bit. Like you know. <laughs> I, I'm just not a big horror person, and, and zombies are one of them that I just I'm not. Ugh. Did you see? Did you see Parasite? No, I never did. Okay, I already uh, watched it actually for this this podcast because it does kind of touch on some of the same, um, you know, class warfare. Uh, a lot of people talk ideas. about that, yeah. Um, but some it's that's a movie that it's hard to kind of put a genre to it. It's kind of a thriller. It's kind of a black comedy, but it does have some elements of horror in it too. And you know, probably I'm, I'm probably stretching a bit, but but it makes some you know. Whereas Snowpiercer is very much kind of the sci-fi post-apocalyptic thriller, um, but with social commentary in the background going on. Which see, I don't, I don't, I know a lot of people said it was sci-fi, and I was trying to figure. I'm like, well, post-apocalyptic, I think, puts it into a yeah. That's. Uh, you know, you I guess sci-fi is a big bucket that it, it falls under yeah, because it's yeah. not it's, it's not... not laser pistols and and uh, <laughs> and, and Wookies and uh... that might be better that <laughs> that might have been better. Um, yeah, no, I I, I heard uh, um, Bong Joon Ho, the director um, who also did Parasite, he has a lot of these themes in a lot of his movies, and apparently there a lot of them are really good. Um, people give him a lot of credit for it. Um, I haven't seen Paradise or not Paradise Parasite which would be a whole different movie. Um, but I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I know people say, I guess it's, um, uh, what's the word where you have to read it? <laughs> subtitled. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting off great. Uh, subtitled. So, uh, I, which I don't, I, I don't necessarily like can't do, but it's sometimes it's sometimes I want to just sit back and, you know, not have, I want to be able to watch and not have to read everything. Um, just yeah, th I'm this not... one, this one, the words don't get in the way too much. I, I get, I, I were we talking about this at where it's, there's some movies that are dubbed that I, I, I prefer because visually, if they're more visually, uh, yeah, attractive, you want to watch them and you don't want to be distracted by having to read exactly. Subtitles. But uh, this is, I mean, it's got some nice composition and stuff, but but I, I think uh, I don't think the having to read is too distracting and uh, okay. It's, but yeah, maybe I'll check it out soon. Cool. Well, besides all that, what do you got going on this week? Anything cool? Well, I, uh, 
I had my uh, my second COVID shot. Oh, your COVID shot? Yeah. So I was I was a little I was feeling a little sick yesterday, but I'm doing no. fine now. Um, I um, oh, I built. You know, I tore out a. I was trying to put that path into this to the side of our house, and it went right up next to this big bush that was just overgrown and I cut it back and then it looked ugly. And so I spent one week weekend just ripping the thing out and then having to take the stump out, which takes an extra, you know, oh, yeah. extra bit of time to try to do that. And, and so then I was left on the side of the house with just this kind of big blank wall. So I'd been kind of looking for ideas on what to put there. And it was actually when we were over at Alicia's house at her party out mm -hmm. in front of her house, they've got a couple, a couple kind of, um, um, uh, I don't know, flower beds or kind of, kind of okay. small ones that planters. are yeah, planter boxes that are about uh, about two feet tall and square, and they had a lattice going up with like a vine. Oh, okay, yeah, but okay, yeah, all tied off. And I thought it'd be nice to make a kind of a bigger one and then have that go up the side because I don't want vines going up the side of the house. But if you can kind of have some right, lattice. so I uh, I spent the weekend. I built I built a kind of this planter box kind of sized it out and uh got that ready to go cindy's gonna paint it and then uh, we'll stick it on the side and plant something in it and that gives me more space to to when i finally get around to doing the path uh, nice uh it'll it'll help out but that was kind of one of the steps leading to nice so that's, that's cool I did that week, this weekend <laughs> yeah no i i'm <laughs> speaking of building stuff yeah i've got all these uh lumber ideas that i'm trying to do that uh um uh, I need to build some more planter boxes for for Alyssa's garden. Um, the problem is 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 wood right now. For one, is is like two hundred percent normal cost. So right oh right God. off the bat, it's just killing I me. I, I thought oh, okay, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna make it small. <laughs> I, I thought about getting some redwood. Uh, you know, heart. You know, some yeah. good, good wood. And compared to the Douglas fir, which is kind of about you know five five bucks for a for a two by four by eight or something. It was it was like twenty five bucks if you yeah you know and I it was like oh I'm gonna do this and and for you know keep it cheap yeah the problem with those is they they uh they will uh redwood will not rot like uh, the Douglas fir will yeah and no. so uh, it'll it'll eventually twenty dollars more for yeah no I know for just well that's you know, an eight foot two by four yeah <laughs> well that's what I'm dealing with uh, so uh, I was I made two boxes already they're eight foot by four foot uh, two foot high. Um, planter boxes and I made them out of cedar fence posts, right? Um, oh, nice. They're like three dollars each. So it's like 60, you know, 60 each to make one or 40, 40 uh, posts to make one. Well, they uh, I can't find any more cedar ones. And then the redwood ones of the same size and everything like that are like two dollars more board. So I'm like, ah. <laughs> so it's been like two weeks trying to find more of them. I need, I need like 240 more to build all of the ones I need to do. So it's just kind of been crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting that that bug to start making some wood, you know, wood projects and stuff like that and get my garage cleaned up a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Nice. Getting that wood tip going, you know, it's kind of fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, that uh, that second shot gets you a little bit. That got me on mine uh, when I got mine. So yeah, I, I get you. My that's funny. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's get into this. So before we before we start, uh, oh, nah, I can talk. Before we start talking about uh, Snowpiercer, let's talk about what we're drinking for Snowpiercer. Right. What do you got for us, Steve? Um, well, it 
I took a picture of this ahead of time because because it's it's not quite as presentable anymore because <laughs> I, I, I went with a with a, a frozen drink. Uh, okay. Think because of the um, because of the uh, frozen landscape in, in Snowpiercer. Mm -hmm. What I did is I took some um, Cabernet Sauvignon wine, a kind of a high class ritzy drink that the upper pinky class out. drinks. Yep, pinky <laughs> out. And I and I and I froze it into a, a protein block. Um, oh, so, <laughs> so um, I, I got a picture of it. It, it turned out pretty good, but uh, uh, but I, it turns out wine, I guess, free, freezes. Does it, like, it, it freezes a much lower temperature, so it didn't hold yeah. its shape quite as well as I <laughs> and and um, about twenty five minutes ago, I slid it into my wine glass, and already it's pretty much completely turned to yeah. <laughs> it looks like wine now. But I got a picture when yeah. it was still holding its form pretty good, and and it, nice. it doesn't. You know, kind of, it 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 kind of looks like the the cockroach infested uh, protein blocks from the movie, but uh, but yeah, you know, uh, just due, due to its color, but uh, but it was That's disguised cool. as a as more of a high class, <laughs> high class drink. So just That's it. hilarious. <laughs> So that's funny that you say that. Uh, when I was looking up drinks and stuff like that, I, I put in, you know, I did my Google search with Snowpiercer cocktail or whatever, or Snowpiercer. And there's actually an energy bar, a protein energy bar out there called <laughs> Snowpiercer. I'm like, who who thought that was a good idea? I was like, uh, I like I, even if it was made out, you know, if, if they did it out of chocolate and some weird shit like that, that's even worse. But I, I mean, think it's kind of cool because this movie is, is you know, social commentary disguised as a superhero movie. I mean, it's got a superhero in it. It's it's put together. Uh... Well, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, got, it's kind of the action genre. Um, it is action. I'll give it that. So so by putting these kind of really funky promotions behind it kind of like they do with all the big marvel movies and stuff or at least they yeah. did back in the day i don't know if they still do that with anything beyond oh yeah they do but, okay oh god yeah they well, do it, it, i think it's i think it's great that they that they do that because it's you know it's it, it's not quite as uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna uh it's not something they can sell at McDonald's necessarily. You can't get away with a right. fiercer protein block, you know, in your Happy Meal. <laughs> right. Get some parents a little concerned about what's what's in the food. <laughs> but uh, but I think it's a great way of promoting a, a, a startup product. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I just thought it was or kind of funny. Ben & Jerry's ice cream. <laughs> oh, that would, that would be funny. <laughs> protein block Ben & Jerry's. Yeah. Uh, cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I went with two. I, I, I kind of did two drinks on this one, and, and it was because uh, I – I don't know. I, I just got a little carried away like I do sometimes. And so I did also go with a, a winter theme for one of them. It's called, uh, I was searching for stuff and it came up, uh, winter cocktail conundrum. Nice. And the reason I did this is just because of the, the winter conundrum. I'm like, well, yeah, that, that fits. I like that. Um, this is a, uh, uh, basically a chocolate martini. <laughs> Um, it has uh, two ounces of vodka, two ounces of a white chocolate liqueur. It said to get the um, Godiva, which is the chocolate brand, but the, the price difference from that bottle to the one I got, which is a Trader Vic's uh, white chocolate liqueur, uh, was like $10 a bottle. So I was like, mm -hmm. for one drink, I'm going I'm going with a little bit cheaper. Yeah, yeah. And you can almost take a chocolate bar and and, and melt, yeah. it, melt it in some uh, in some <laughs> some, know, some, some rum or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, then it was white uh, cream de, de caco, cream de caco, caco. Some white. 
<laughs> I screw up names, especially with, for this. Bo's got some more right. background in his, uh, yeah. in his, in his over over crushed ice, and so okay. uh, it's kind of like it, it's like a chocolate martini, uh, except for it's white. And um, so it has like a snow look to it. And then uh, they sprinkle a little uh, shaved chocolate on top. And so I, w- I went the full route and got the whole shaved chocolate. I don't know. I'll show you and then people can see in the picture, but you can kind of kind of see it there. Look like cockroaches there. Yeah, kind of look. No, like no. It, it, it does just look like it's a cockroach on top. I tell you. Oh, from OK. Here, well, over, over Discord, <laughs> it's got kind of the. <laughs> Crunch, crunch. They'll see. They'll see. It. <laughs> they'll see it in the picture. Anyways, I, uh, this was supposed to be overcrushed ice. I just did mine in the blender. Uh, just made it a little bit easier on myself. Real good flavor. Uh, tasty. Like this is one. If you're a chocolate fan, this is something I could see people like. It's a little much to make and stuff like that, especially doing the chocolate over it. But it, it's if you like chocolate and, and alcohol, this could be your drink. <laughs> Maybe I can get Cindy to start drinking. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And then. Because that wasn't enough, I had to go with another one, and and so right off the top, I started looking for things like bullet train or train drinks and stuff like that. And I found this one. It's an old bullet train. Say it again. I'm sorry. Old fashioned bullet train. Oh, okay. Right. Because that's kind of what it. A a bullet train is usually those ones that are super fast and. Well, I'm just saying an old fashioned is made with a with a uh, with a a bourbon or a. Yep. And and. And I had the bur- and you had the, the bullet, bullet bur- the bullet bourbon yeah there you go which is exactly why I was like oh okay I already got half of that and that bottle was starting to go quick because I, I really like that that's a good oh, bourbon uh, yeah so yeah I was I was killing that during the week um, but then I had I still had enough but then on top of that it's got this stuff called grind espresso spirit which is essentially someone took espresso and mixed it with a rum and it's it's like a uh, let me see if I could. Uh, it's a 30%, so 60 proof bottle, uh, you know, basically just a, a, a coffee liqueur, not as, not as sweet as like a Kahlua or anything like that. It, right. It's got a little kick to it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, supposed to be one and a half, uh, or, uh, 1.25 ounces of the bullet bourbon, 0.25 ounces of the espresso spirit. Uh, you put in a, uh, raw sugar cube and three dashes of bitters. That's that's an old fashioned, just minus yeah. the uh, minus the espresso. Uh, yeah. So I've never done anything. It? Did you muddle it? You know. Well, okay. So uh, <laughs> we didn't have sugar cubes. Well, did you so have bitters? Because I remember. Uh, that, well, I was just going to get into that. This is the first time I bought bitters. Wow! I look at no you geeky out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have no idea what I'm doing with bitters, but I was like, all right, I'll get some bitters. It just says bitters, and I go to the store, and there's like. 40 different i'm like well which one <laughs> well, so more, yeah there's like anchor stira is kind of the the the, the more well-known one is just a standard yeah. bitter but yeah you can get all sorts of different flavors yeah well this one i just went with it was just a, a, a an aromic uh i can't remember exactly but it's got a it's kind of got a spiciness to it like a almost a cinnamon cinnamon <laughs> uh but it, nice. it, it yeah so i i did that now this thing, uh, so I did it. The way you make it is you're supposed to put the sugar cube in with the bitters, three dashes of bitters, and muddle it, right? Um, and then pour the the liquor over, or the big ice cube in, and then pour the liquor over it. Well, I did it with just I didn't have a a, a sugar cube, so I just put in you know a, a spoonful of sugar. Oh yeah, that's fine. And muddled it, and uh, 
and, and made one for my wife and she's over there eating it with the chocolate that I used to shave <laughs> on the other one. Um, so I made those. And so I'm going to taste that one now. Um, my daughter tasted it earlier and she, uh, before she even got to it, she smelled it. She's like, well, that smells like a bad night. <laughs> so. That's not that bad. Did it's you um. It, did you give it a good stir for a while? Yeah, yeah. Because you got to yeah, give it a good stir for those to really get that get that nice and thick. The nice sugar. And, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it can be uh, a little. Well, I was just looking. My balance. sugar, my sugar wasn't completely uh, diluted, but it still has a decent flavor. It really has a strong coffee kick to it. Yeah. Um. Do you like that? But it. I'm not a huge. Uh, so I don't I drink. I love black coffee, coffee in the morning. Hot coffee. Yeah. I'm not. I you would. Like you it. would probably like I, this. I don't go for it in my cocktails. <laughs> Maybe I would. Well, see, I I don't drink coffee at all, like regular coffee at all. Okay. I just I, I don't do it. But I love like um, a white Russian that's got that Kahlua, or you know, this is this is actually pretty good. This. This is something you could substitute with Kahlua for a white Russian pretty quickly. Um, it's probably a little, it has a little uh, bit more bitter taste than a Kahlua would because that's got that cream, but it's really not bad. I mean, it wouldn't be my go-to drink for, you know, a lot of, a lot of nights, but it's not, it's not horrible. Hey, you mentioned uh, bitters and a couple months ago, I think I mentioned that I did a, did a, tasting from spirit works you've got some, mm -hmm. some of the some of the yeah spirits i got a bourbon from there too yeah they they they're they're known for their gin but uh they've yeah they do bourbon bourbon and and uh vodka but uh they did a, a cocktail night and they actually had a local bitter producer uh flora luna apothecary in petaluma and mm -hmm. um they came up with some cocktails uh based on some different types of bitters not just your typical um aromatics that that uh, go into the traditional bitters but uh so that that's nice and we had the the actual uh person that's on the on the label that you know, I think oh, <laughs> nice. place, but she yeah. she she talked about it and uh so if anyone's looking for some information on bitters check them out they're in petaluma uh flora luna apothecary and uh that's nice that's not even an endorsement. Uh, <laughs> we're not sponsored yet, we're not but sponsored maybe. <laughs> we could use a sponsor from someone that uh, sells alcohol, really, because, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was thinking about that. Like, I, I'm not into, like, I don't want to do, like, a, a Patreon or anything that to, to pay for this podcast because I enjoy doing it, so I don't mind that. But buying all the alcohol, I could see, like, I, I could use a sponsor for that. <laughs> well, I, I tell you, I haven't, uh, last, last week, I, I think I mentioned the next day that I had a lot to drink that podcast and I was, I was feeling it. I haven't had anything to drink since. I, I, I decided to kind of take a few days off and, uh, and try to try to make sure that I'm not getting too carried away with, with, with this. I, you know, I can blame, I can blame the pandemic and stuck indoors, <laughs> but in reality, I, I think I've just been, you know, overindulging a little bit too much and trying to pace myself. So I've done a little bit better, but what I'm finding is, is um, because I find I'm finding these drinks that sound fun to do that have something I don't have and I need to go get it. And now I'm, I'm stacking up bottles. And so doing that, it's like, oh man, I either need to drink more or start looking in my liquor cabinet and, and putting stuff together from what I got. But I'm, I'm starting to get a lot of these, like yeah. who would, who would have thought, you know, white chocolate liquor. <laughs> I didn't, I, yeah, I know. I didn't have the uh, the tools for cocktails. I started getting those. Like, so now I've got you know the shaker and the strainer and the and the muddler and the and the uh, 
um, you know, the, the tall stir spoon and, <laughs> you know, and now a, a lime press too, something where I can oh, look at you. I know, but I was getting a little carried away and we were doing, you know, we're doing the beer stuff. So I was, I wasn't going to Amazon instead. I was going to, uh, you know, a place that actually specializes in, in, in better stuff. And this is where I actually ended up getting one of my faucets for my, um, for oh, okay. my, my beer taps The you know, and the faucet that, I, that came with the, the cheap, kit i bought were were a little you know they were sticking a little bit and i got these new ones that don't don't have any issues and so that's where i got some of the bar nice it's, it's nice, that's fun and and, yeah, I, and i buy it and now i'm not drinking for this week so well yeah but you know what it means is we're going pinky out on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good though no I, I i i like it um all right well now that we got our drinks going and, and getting a little uh li- liquid libations let's get into the snow piercer all right um, this is, this has got a 7.1 rating on IMDb. Um, and I think it had a little bit higher on Rotten Tomatoes, which is interesting because I know a lot of the, the podcasts I listened to today, um, really had this, they, like some of the people were calling this a 10 out of a 10 or nine out of a 10 movie. And, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure where you're at on it, but I was like, it was a decent movie, but it wasn't great. Like... It had if you if you just want to if you want to turn your brain off and I say turn your brain off because you have to to enjoy this movie if you if you try and think through anything you're you're just going to have more questions at the end but as far as action what do you, and the what do, you th- what do you think of that though what's wrong with having questions at the end I I like movies that that don't always give you the right resolution but make you think about things at I don't the end. I don't mean a not, qu- maybe that's not what you mean by this maybe maybe you're the, looking the question at it, and yeah it's it it's I mean, pot- you know, this is based off a, a French novel, and uh, I, I'd say a graphic I, novel. Is it a graphic novel? But called it's a graphic Le, novel. Le Transpensienge. I don't know. I'm, it's a French. Yeah, that's it's French. So I'm gonna I'm gonna swallow my 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 letters <laughs> if I get too carried away. But, but in the in the novel, I know it said uh, there were supposed to be a thousand and one train cars. Yes. You know, whereas in this one, you, I, I even pulled up a like a, a drawing that, that the director made or that maybe it was one of his, uh, uh, you know, design artists. Yeah, you know, yeah. Where, where it's only got about 60 cars. And so it's, right. it's, it's, it's not, you know, it, it has possible flaws in, in, in that regard. But um, that's a huge flaw. Okay. That's a huge flaw for me because especially when you start talking about some of the stuff he's talking about, like, he said there's a thousand people in the tail section like you know the tail section if if you only got 60 cars was really only supposed to be about two or three car lengths you couldn't fit a thousand people in there the way they were right and then you know he said he says that i even watched 20 it says 20 cars here in the in the drawing for the tail is a tail (laughs) so the tail section is one third of the entire train well, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just looking at this drawing on what the what the yeah. But do you understand how 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 much of a flaw that is in in the global aspect of what they were trying to do with this? If that was the case, then there would be no room for anybody else. Essentially, I mean, you know, they they yeah. It, okay, what did we see? We saw about uh, fifty people per car. I don't know. It, what, what, what yeah, think? I mean. I mean, well, okay, so yeah, when they're packed in there like that, well, it all depends too. We don't know the exact size, but go, but going off a of basic train size, 
I, it just brought up the question. It was like there, there's a lot of missing ideas now. And I know he talked to it. You know, it has the idea of the um, class system. Right. But we really only deal with two classes. Essentially, you have the, the, the tailors. Right. Or the. The tail end people. You've got the one percent. <laughs> yeah, you've got everyone else. And well, so, but then and that's a have, big problem in this movie. But you also have the people that have been kind of anointed as you know, like the the husband and wife, and the husband gets chosen as 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 the violinist. And it doesn't mean he gets to be a part of the one percent, but he gets to leave the tail section and kind of so indulge <laughs> in the um, the. I don't know the cleanliness of the of the upper class. So here, he so here's here, here's what I because after after watching it, I watched it with Alyssa, and um, I, I just the whole time I'm like I, I had so many like how are you fitting all this? Where you know like why do you have a car a whole car for a sushi bar that you can only use twice a year? You know, it, it, there was just a lot of holes that didn't make sense in the thing. So I went and watched okay watched the 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 series that started. After this, there's a you TNT okay. series. I know, and I, I have not watched that yet. I, I, I want to so, stick to this a little. Bit. So much better in the idea of the fact that the movie left so many holes in the story that like just don't make sense, like about the number of people in the in the classes and stuff. So in the in the show, they have the tail section, which were people that um, never bought. They they basically stowed away, kind of. They they rushed the train right before his leaving and filled up as many people as they could that they could get in there before it took off. So they're unticketed passengers. Then there's the third class, right? And they're they're kind of the working folk. They're the ones the janitors and the and the stuff like that. And then you have the second class, which are kind of like the the more prestige jobs, right? You know, they're they're kind of and then you had the the first class, the upper class, which was the, you know the people that don't work that spent a lot of money on their ticket, and so in the show it makes much more sense on the class system where that's where I think this movie you know trying to make a social uh, statement about the class system fails because they don't show the class system, they basically show the dregs and then the the top. And there's no in between, and it, it kind of fails at that, and that's that was part of my problem with it. Well, I think I think there's a struggle to compress I, these 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 ideas that were probably in this graphic novel that were a lot more thought out that you can get away yeah. with in a series, and when you have to compress into a two-hour movie, or if if uh, Weinstein had his way, an hour and a half movie, <laughs> you know, you've got to uh, you've got to compress the ideas and and right. compress the 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 logic and you know and and i i think i think it's fair to have the to to expect that the audience can overlook this a bit but i and well that's what i mean is is that's what that's where it fails me this is a good action movie okay the action and the and the cine, cinematography the 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 actual vision of the director as far as what he filmed and how he showed it and things like that are phenomenal the story is what is lacking there's some some huge plot holes and some just the ending is kind of mm, you know there, there's a lot of stuff that that just doesn't you know doesn't hold up as a story but the the look of the film is fabulous um i loved you know and, and i know this is this is more your thing is is you know how they film it and stuff like that and i kind of geeked out a little bit on that when i found out some of the stuff one of the things they were talking about is is the director if you watch throughout the whole movie um 
the characters from the tail are always moving left to right across your screen, um, moving forward through the train. Every scene that where they're move, supposedly moving forward is always left to right across your screen. Or, you know, uh, Chris Evans' character, Curtis, is always on the left when he's looking forward towards the, the front of the train or on the right when he's looking back. So he did a lot of stuff with positional uh, filming. It, I, I kind of noticed it a little bit while I was watching and then hearing people t talk about it. I was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And so I really like that. I like some of the other stuff that they did with some of the fighting, you know, the, the fire where they, when they came up and they were fighting with the fire and the, the other guys had the, the night vision goggles and he brings up torches. So when, I guess that when they filmed that, they didn't use any other lighting, but the actual fire from the torches, which I thought I'm like, that's kind of cool. It went Stanley Cooper <laughs> on, on the film. He did that with, in what was it? Leiden, um, one of his early movies where they actually had to develop, um, special lenses that that could capture capture uh, capture because this was uh this was oh what's the movie um um well it's the person i'm gonna rely name. on you <laughs> it's, it's the person's name it's an old-fashioned it, it takes place in kind of uh elizabethan times you know this kind of okay uh and but everything's lit by candles. There is no electricity, and so uh, oh, that's kind of cool. Stanley Kubrick, being the uh, the uh, uh, total geek that he is, with when it comes to <laughs> to uh, you know, he's he's known for doing two hundred takes uh, just so he can get it exactly the way he wants it. Um, you know, he uh, he he has just them driving producers mad with yeah, the money spinning, <laughs> so that he can capture exactly what he wanted. Um, and no, that and so that's that's one of the things I really appreciated about this movie, and, and this is why I, I give a nod to um, uh, Bong Bong Joon Ho, Ho um, that he's a good director in that idea. Now, this was a story that he also wrote, and this is where the, the story is where I have a problem with this, and this is the only thing that knocks it down is there's just too yeah, many. And, and let me let me say holes. you're correct that he did write it because you know it's based off of this book, but he basically rewrote it because of the constraints of, yeah. of the film and some of the demands that were being put from the from Weinstein is about like like as far as the well, but I mean it, I think. I don't know if you. I, I don't know well, if you could have you even know, went Zack Snyder and did a four hour and well, made this right. Well, I'm just saying though that <laughs> how you say that he wrote it, even though oh, yeah. it's based off a book. I'm I'm just adding adding. He wrote uh, the screenplay to that. Is that yeah. is that he basically yeah. had to rewrite the story, uh, for the for the movie. So it's it's fair yeah. for you to say that. <laughs> I, I also had some issues with like the whole fact of uh, the train travels around the world and you know it it crosses this bridge uh, and that's supposedly one year like. It's a revolution. You know, there was the whole playoff, the revolution okay, but you know, yeah. around the world, and then he, they're having a revolution. Yeah, well, they were saying it was the Barry Happy Lyndon. New Year. Barry Lyndon was the movie I was trying to think of. Sorry, okay. I was looking up in the background. I'm like, I don't remember that person in here. <laughs> okay. It's off my brain now. Um, I can listen to you. <laughs> yeah, so that that was one of the things is like, you know, uh, I was trying to you know think, are they trying to say that that takes actually a year, which I believe was what the commentary said, is that it takes you know, 365 days to make this loop. So it's not necessarily just the new year, but they're even basing it on, oh, we're coming through at the same time. Kind of hard to do. Like, you can't control your speeds that well. How do you, you, know. you, you get the railway laid across the before? <laughs> That's I mean, a good question. Did, That's did, a huge plot hole, too. I mean, is that something that they address in the series? No. Okay. Uh, well, they haven't yet. They haven't yet. I've only I've only watched like the first six episodes 
which I originally was only going to watch the first episode, but it was that good that I was like, oh, I need to keep watching this. I didn't quite I, pick up the fact that it went around the world like that. But yeah, know, it's supposed okay. to touch all the continents, but like Iceland and Australia, you know, I mean, or I Antarctica. Can, I can see that because you're dealing with a new an, an ice. Okay, age, so but here's that, here's my but, other. But you still got to lay the track, you know. How do you lay? Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. We learned this just recently that uh, regular railroad tracks they they uh, replace the um, the stakes, right? The the railroad ties, I guess, on a yearly basis or uh, by year or every other year. What's what is that? Not bi-yearly. But basically, they got to change them a lot because otherwise they break down, right? So who's out there repairing that track? I, You can't... I'm sorry. You're not going to go 18 years on the same train track with no fucking repairs on that fucking thing. I don't know. They have their, their <laughs> genius Wilford at the helm, and and he was the one that developed this train. Maybe he gave it a a 30-year lifespan through some... New no, the train, the train... I'm not saying the train doesn't get some maintenance, because it kind of no, does. No, I mean, saying, you, you, you throw a kid in there and, and it replace a part, but who's replacing the, the rails? I, I, I maybe... Maybe he developed a steel that didn't that that lasted for longer. It's, it's not the. <laughs> I don't. That's know. what I mean. I don't. That's know. what I. That that's where I had a problem. I'm like, come on, man. You okay. Eighteen years with no maintenance. Okay. On a, on a railroad track, so that was little things like that. Um, there's also I had a huge. You have no suspension of disbelief, do you? Going into. <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> I I can say okay right or whatever, I, I, I but I had to a... talk about. <laughs> I hope we'll be able to get to to talk a little bit about the social commentary. I didn't. It didn't. We completely, can. We it didn't. Completely, I thought it. Did these things really shield you so much from from just some of the some of the? Well, no. I understood I, what I understood okay. what they were trying to say is that you know the the downtrodden have to fight their way up. I I mean I didn't understand what I. I, I wasn't sure what his message was. Like, it wasn't clear enough to me. Uh, I thought it was because... more clear in the beginning than it was in the very end. There were some interesting reveals with, uh, with uh, you know, when Wilford mentions that he was working with uh, uh, Gilliam, you know, the whole time. And I, I mean, that's, oh, it's a revelation, but I thought that was a little far-fetched and a really kind of split from what I think is more real. I think that just kind of feeds into this idea of conspiracy theories that, that, oh, everyone's, you know, there's a whole plot, you know, be, behind everything, which I don't think is the right message to be sending when it comes to these sort of social commentary movies. But, but I, yeah. I, 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 I <clears throat> talked about how the 1%, you know, has, you know, the, the, the 99% fight amongst themselves, you know, Create oh, this, I, this in, inner turmoil so that they don't actually attack the true enemy, which is. Um, I, I agree with that, but I, like I said, I think it was a lost. I think it was lost in a lot of it. Like it, it did, it wasn't clear enough on what he was really trying to say. I, I'd love to talk to you about uh, *Parasite*, <laughs> just because it's not. You know, it's it's a more grounded movie. It's it it's mm -hmm. takes place in Korea. It's it, but it's still. Is a, it's it's about class warfare, but it's done in a much more black comedy level with, um, uh, you know, it's, See, it, it, and that it, might be that I, might be perfect. And we I, could do that one. Yeah, it, it might be curious to see what you think. You know, I think the ending you might it leaves a lot of questions, uh, which, which I'm okay is, with questions as long as they're not plot hole. Like you couldn't have got there. Questions, you know what I mean? 
yeah, I, yeah. I, I got to think about this movie to see if there's going to be some plot holes that you don't don't appreciate. Well, we, we can we can we can do Parasite. I mean, I, I'm fine with that. But like I like I said, I think the that's, plot I think holes that's, in this. I think one. that's the one Bo was wanting us to cover was 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 Parasite and and Snowpiercer was kind of like the Marvel. Uh, introduction to because uh, he's got Chris Evans and he knows director. I love Captain America and he know he's like well maybe he won't think it's so bad if it has Captain America in it. <laughs> well, no, I will, so maybe we will and maybe we'll have Bo on. I know Bo uh, has a um, he, he has a different feel for for this stuff than I do, so it'd be fun to have him. Maybe we'll do Parasite and we'll bring him on for that. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, you know, it, it, he's definitely more of a, a left leaning um, than I am, and so you know he'll have a, a different take on it than I will for sure. Uh, I'm almost positive. You think you think it's a left right thing? Um, not entirely. Okay. N- no, um, but I think it, it the the conservative more compared to liberal have different feelings on some of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you know, it definitely it, it it's not it's not a left or right thing, but uh, it definitely skews your view on certain things certain ways. Um, and that's in like I said, like this one is literally like okay, you know, the tail the tail section is basically you you are allowed to survive, and we give you these protein bricks, and basically that's it. You you survive because we let you, right? Which isn't which isn't you know I I was trying to think I was like. Okay, what kind of system? I mean, what is that? That's that's not capitalism, right? Because they're not allowing people to kind of you know work their way up and 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 you know work to make themselves better, right? Which the show, the 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 series, it's a TNT. I'm watching it on uh, HBO Max. They actually have some times where the tail section they bring people out to come up and work. Right. So, you know, and, and by doing certain things, you can you can change your class. You can change from, you know, tail section to third class. You can change from third class to second class. They haven't shown anybody going from second to first. But I mean, they definitely show that you can you can work your way up, which is which is accurate. Right. You know, you, you can't just, you know, survive on the system and hope that you're you know fall into a, a better situation. You, you got to put some effort in. And so I like that. And that's what I think the movie was missing that the show granted time, time has a lot to do with that. You can't do that in a two hour movie. Um, so that's why I was saying is to me, this would have been better is to like leave some of the social parts of it, you know, out or not, I guess maybe, and I don't, I don't think that he tried to jam it down anybody's throat. I'm not trying to say that, but like, like don't make this a, about a big social deal. Make it about, it's an action movie with a story that has a, a toe in, in the idea of it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think the, the kind of the fascist allegory was a big part of what he was trying to do with this movie and why he was, you know, interested in, in the topic. And I, I don't know if, it's it's kind of hard to separate in in my well, in my idea in my mind. So here here's my my thing though is like okay, realistically if if this was and this is where I have a problem with shows like this is that realistically if if that was the case if if this was if they knew that mankind this was all that was left right and they're all on this train, would it really be oh we're just going to keep you locked back here and not have you do anything to help promote and move up. And bring up, you know, bring up this 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 train, right? Keep this train running. Like, 
do you really just say, nope, we're going to keep you in a box and pull out what we need when we need it? I, I don't think that's really what people would do. <clears throat> and I, and, I, and even, even in the first class, the, the upper section, I don't believe that that's the kind of people that you would have, especially if, if, it, if it's a small section of the population. I just don't believe. So, you know, you have to put you have to put the point and go, okay, did we just get the worst people of if of all? If that if that's what happened, is this you know? And what <clears throat> what why are those first class people allowed to stay just because they at one point were were had money? If they're <clears throat> sorry, if all that was left was this train, they really have nothing because there is no monetary system anymore. They're contributing nothing to the survival of people. Right. Well, I, I think you're asking some good questions and some some really kind of good questions for society. You know, these are questions that some people question about our society is why why do these people get get privilege and these other people don't? Is it just because they were born into it? And that's kind of well, that's because there's a monetary there's a monetary system, right? At some point, those people made money and, and whether it's real money, they worked hard, whatever it was, they owned land, whatever, they ended up with it somehow. Someone worked hard at some point to get it. And so, yes, I, I agree. It sucks that it travels down. And if you don't get, if you're not part of that line, it sucks if, if you're not part of that line, but it doesn't mean it wasn't earned at some point and they well, continue to kind of do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree that, that it's purely <clears throat> merit based. I, I, I mean, I think if we look at, at American history, so much of power has been built on, you know, taking advantage of those that don't have wealth, you know, you know, with abusing and, you know, so it's, but, it, but it's also, okay. So it, it's, a. am not saying they didn't get a, you know, there's not an abuse part of it, but it's like they built something that whether it was a business, uh, you know, or land, I mean, right now, why, why is the stock stock market anything? How, how are you making money off of fucking fake numbers that just roll around? Like the stock market contributes nothing back to the society, right? I, it's I, all about I, baking. I agree with you. I mean, I think it's gambling. It's but that's what I, I mean. It's, 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 yeah, it's it, legal, legal gambling at a, at a federal level. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not a, I'm not a stockbroker. I'm sure, I'm sure there's some, <laughs> some, some people that would, would show the value in it, in, in, in what it does, investing in, in startups and and things to try to get people going, but but no, it does it doesn't seem like it seems like it's completely gambling at a at a more uh, business sophisticated level. A little, but that's that's why I don't level. like this. That's why I don't think this movie really tackles anything realistic. Is the fact that it doesn't? They're just saying, oh, they're they're the elite because they're elite, and they and they just and the show, and the the the, the TV show uh, really emphasizes some of that too. Is the fact that. You, you get these the, these upper class and and the the numbers are 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 more realistic, right? Um, in the show, it's like there's 40 of this first class, there's 200 of the second class, there's uh, four or 500 third. You know, it, the numbers as you go lower get bigger. Right. So um, where the move, the movie, you know, they're walking through and right before they get to the train, they're they're going through a party car and it's just a bunch of people partying. I'm like, really? I mean, that's talk about a you know, they talk about balance, right? That this whole train is about balance. How is that balance? <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, I, had, I came up with an article that wrote down all the cars 
the sauna, <laughs> the swimming pools, the hair salon, the, you know, the classroom. Oh God, the teacher. I, I love. So, okay, that was when, that was one of my favorite parts of the whole when movie. When she whips out the gun and starts shooting, that was great. I actually that to me was one of the best parts, and that to me was one of um, the things that really kind of showed the the um, you know some of the idea of that like how, how we're keeping the tailors down because you know the, you got the one girl that jumps up and you know that you know we're told that the tail people are nothing but lazy son of a bitches and you know and and basically you know there's a little snotty kid which the funniest thing to me in this whole fucking movie is in that scene when the eggs get passed out and there's um i'm trying to think of uh, her name is uh, tanya the um octavia spencer character yeah. the, the the mother she has her egg and that little girl that little smart ass girl walks by her and she snaps she pops the egg on her head to crack it i laughed my ass off when i saw <laughs> i was like and i watched it again today and i laughed my ass off again i to me that just is so funny but that the the train the, or the 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 classroom car was one of the best uh, scenes to me personally, um, as far as like story. Okay. Um, some of the story in the beginning where they're talking about, you know, getting ready to do the stuff was okay. The end, the monologues at the end, especially the, the, the train conductor, um, Ed Harris. Wilford, yeah. Wilford. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a good twist that, yeah, he wants him to become him, which, you know, I, I was like, oh, okay, that's... I actually thought he was going to want him to become the old guy in the back after they shot him, you know, when it first started all going down, because, yeah. you know, he says it... Which, I, that was another whole, big hole to me, like, who's going to fuck us sign up for that job? All right, we're, we're working together, but I'm going to leave you in the back with all the dregs, and uh, you got to cut off an you arm and a leg... And, uh, yeah, you get nothing for it, but uh, we're buddies. You get to talk to me on a phone every day. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's more the, the, the sacrificial, you know, someone who wants to see people survive and realizes that there's no, there's no, uh, there's no true way of, of creating a perfect society <laughs> here. So if, if, if you can just kind of feed this this yeah well know, I, I, the, the, I almost like a christ-like character that that comes out and says you know what i'm going to sacrifice myself uh just but here's to the thing guys something to believe in and I, I, but I they didn't know. need okay they didn't need to do all that because like really like they need to control the population of the the tail fuck cut off their heat cut off their water no fucking you can cut you can control their population right there like it didn't make sense like I understand in the, in the show what they do better, and, and this is maybe comes better from the book. This this movie to me seemed like a this was an awesome book. This was an awesome story. Like oh my god, this would probably be the best fucking book ever. And then they made a movie and just left out all the cool shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like they they left off all the details that you need to know of what's going on. Like why why they need to keep the tail section. Like, if it was really that big a deal, like, if you really needed to balance that much and you hadn't planned on these people being there, fuck, cut off their heat. Boom, they're gone. You don't got to worry about it. Because they apparently don't care about them because they fucking kill them whenever they want. So it can't be like, oh, we need them. Apparently you don't. You know what I mean? But in the in the, in the, the, the TV series one, um, the series one, they use them for labor. 
right? They ha they have a reason to be there. Um, and the, the the difference in the the TV series and the the movie was the TV series is set seven years after departure, or eight years after seven eight years after departure, and this was seventeen eighteen years. So there's ten ten years in between. Also. I don't believe that you could have had this series and then the other one could have happened too because there's there's a whole bunch of other stuff that just they don't they don't correlate. <laughs> I, I think in the movie they said they needed the tail section to for reproduction so that they can get children because the train was starting to fall apart and you needed kids. So okay, so that's another places and, that was know. another that was another failure, right? They say, oh, we're health check, bring your kids up, like like they had never done it before, like they didn't know what's coming. Oh, like I think they all did. knew. They, they didn't want their kids to be taken. They were hiding their kids. They were doing what they could to try to... But I mean, I mean but well, but not all of them, because some of them were pushing them out. You know, they got put... It, it, you see what I mean? It, they acted like they didn't know it was going to happen. I all disagree of a sudden. with you there. I think, they, I think they acted like they knew exactly what was, what was going to happen. And I think some people probably said, yeah, let me. I don't want to, you know, get rid of my kid. I don't want a kid to keep, take care of, but some of them were holding them back. Yeah, well, like I said, it was another part that I was just like, it didn't, it didn't make as much sense to me. Like they, they, they acted almost like they didn't realize that shit was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, eighteen years being stuck in a in a cart, it's there's probably That's some a, psychological <laughs> issues going on with some of these people too. Um, okay, so that was another the, another you know, problem. One of the things they said, the director said he had a problem. He, he had a tr problem trying to hide Chris Evans' physique. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> he didn't. He wouldn't have been that big, yeah. which is true. That was my other problem. Okay, so Edgar, Edgar was his his second in command, right? And he and he's supposed to be this you know kick ass kind of guy. You know, he's his, right. they fight just as well. What the fuck did those guys learn to fight? That guy was a baby when he got on that train. There's no fucking dojos in there. There's, I mean, they're not. They, there's some issues with that. You're Chris right. Evans was I, I, was I'll 17. I'll give you that. Okay, that yeah. brought me up to the other big, big fucking problem I had. That whole shooting scene where they're shooting across the open car, the the train in the corner. Fucking bullshit. Come on. First off, you're not gonna be able to shoot out that window and fucking make a straight shot across to a train car that's like, uh, -uh nope, ain't gonna happen. Yeah, like, I didn't care. For you got to lead that shit. I didn't care for <laughs> for that Franco henchman guy. To me, he kind of he kind of bugged me. He was he was a little he was a little well, okay. two dimensional and and oh, but first off, he was like a zombie. He kept coming back to life, and it was it, so. Here's here's my other problem with that is the first the first time they show him shoot, right? They show bullets going into the car that the the other guys are in, right? There's there's glass shattering into the car that people are dodging. And then all of a sudden he shoots through a hole, so it's not even going through other two windows and and mass amounts of space and time and moving and all this other shit. And it sticks in the window in front of uh, you know Curtis's face. Also, why would you fucking shoot back? <laughs> you just wasted all your fucking bullets on a fucking thing. And where did he learn to shoot? Well, and I'm curious, and I was trying to work this out if, if there was an actual, you know, sometimes sometimes when I come up with a question, I'll try to come up with a, <laughs> a possible plausible answer. But but the whole climax was, you know, they, they got enough of that uh, chronol or whatever the, yeah, the, the drug, the... the drug, and it also was an explosive so they could blow, blow a hole into the train. But if if they could shatter it with by shooting it with a bullet like they had shown... It seemed like that wasn't necessary. They could have just, you know, gotten a hold of a gun and shot in a hole. Uh, on the other hand, 
the explosion <laughs> is what derailed, you know, it caused the avalanche. Which, yeah. Which derailed. Which the, I don't he, think he thought he didn't want. He just wanted to, to, to get out ship, right? Uh, okay. So maybe, yeah. you know, maybe. Uh, well, and how did the seven get out? What did they do to get out of the train? You know, the, 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 the made, seven that they made the right. example out. That's right. Maybe, well, maybe they figured out a way of stopping the train and uh, blew a, blew a Well, hole. but if the train stops, we all freeze and die. The kids told you that. I don't know. It's, it's another, <laughs> maybe that would have been part two. If Hulk, was successful, this, this, you know? this should have been called a prequel. Snowpiercer, the Swiss cheese of action movies. <laughs> Cause it's got holes. All right. All right. <laughs> No, that's what it, I mean. They're like I love some of it, and I, and I just don't. I I mean, the holes don't bug me enough to where you can overlook more what it's what it's trying to say with its social commentary. I think I think it's fair to have. See, them. I think the whole. I, I mean, think the holes. I, I, I'm kind of interested in, in in watching the series at the same time. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I I'm I was much more fascinated with this parasite movie that kind of also addressed you know, social so, class and, and, yeah. um, in a much different way and, and, and didn't get into, well, that's, into this has social, <laughs> this has, this has social classes, but I don't think it touched on enough to really get you to pay attention to any of it. Other than the fact that the, the, the bottom is trying to take over the top because they want to control it. That's, that's about it. There's no deeper, there's nothing deeper in this that I saw and I could pull out of it. Now, maybe it's because I was so worried about trying to figure out how the fuck the train kept running, where the fuck the cows are that they're getting these steaks from, where the fuck all the chickens are that laid all those goddamn eggs, right? Well, they, they didn't go through tease, one. No, they, they, well, they tease a little bit of a, what. 60 what, cars. You don't got no fucking, you don't got enough chicken in 60 cars to I make know, that needed, many eggs. They needed more cars. <laughs> they needed more cars. Yeah, well, that's the series. The series says a thousand and one cars. I I don't. I get a little bugged by the fact that they were trying to point out the social commentary of this, and in the end, they tried to point out that oh, it's it's all this big conspiracy about the the you know the head talking to the tail and in cahoots with each other. And to me, I thought that was a distraction to what the social con- commentary was trying to really talk about. True, uh, true. Because, You're because right. It, it inspires uh, conspiracy theories in, in, you know, real life. People say, oh, well, so-and-so must be, you know, we get a lot of, lot of conspiracy theories um, true. Float, floating around, uh, you know, COVID, you, uh, you know, things. <laughs> and and this is the sort of stuff that could, could take that, out, you know, could get that out of hand if someone's going to watch a movie like this and say, oh, look at the social commentary. I, I get it. I understand this is a reflection of life. And oh, the big climax shows how, you know, everyone was in on it. And that must yeah. be the way it is. And so here was another thing that that I, I didn't quite understand what he was trying to say. I, I caught it in in three different cases. So we get to the end, right? And we find out that the little kid was brought up there to replace a part that wore out. Timmy. Um, yeah. so, so he could be so he could be part of the train, right? And he, he sticks his hand in and he grabs some gunk and he pulls it out and drops it or whatever. And then at the same time, um, the the condu- uh, conductor guy um, Wilford at Harris's character he does the same hand motion right when he's talking about it, almost like it's it's a reflex reflexive motion like it's like he actually had done it at some point. Um, another character which is probably the best um, character in the whole the whole thing um, Mason which was played by uh, t- um, Tilda, Tilda since yeah, yeah. the, the she did that same hand motion in her big uh, seven minute speech. 
Like she was down there fixing the train at some point. Oh, I didn't pick, that. And, I didn't pick up on that. That's good. Yeah. So I, I noticed it when she did it the first time and I was like, oh, and then I saw him do it. And so when I watched again today, I, I really paid attention to it. So my my was like, okay, what, are they trying to say like they were kids in that situation or were they working on the train at some point? Did they squish their damn bodies down? It was really strange. And I, I was like, I was like, what's he trying to say? Like to me. I, I would have been what I would have thought would have been cool. A better, a better um, way to do the story is like instead of just taking the kids, it's come up and say, "Okay, hey, here's what we're gonna do. You know, we're gonna move you into the upper section, and you're gonna help us. You know, this is this is what the series is doing really well. Is like you you can move up and become a third class passenger." live in the third class which gives you all kinds of extra benefits and stuff like that and then but you have to do some work right and maybe that kid has to sit in that that spot for a year doing that and then all of a sudden and then he gets to move from being a you know a tail to a to a third class it's kind of like how how you work your way out of the you know the lower class and and why they didn't do something like that i think it, it would have had a better it would have been to me it would have meant in the class system right you might have to do some really shitty stuff, but you can work your way out of being by working, right? And looking at the top, going, well, well why don't you just spread this out? Why do we? Why can't we make this even across all, you know, it's like, well, I'm not doing that work. I'm going to get someone lower, you know, you know what I mean? That would have been a better message to me. And I think that that that's something that missed in this with the class system part of the movie. Well, I, I think, you know, you, you're again kind of looking at this idea that, that it was trying to represent a merit-based class system. And I think that was a big point of this, is that, is that this class system and possibly a reflection of, of society is not necessarily merit-based. It's more, you know, if, if you... If well, it's you, not merit-based. It's, it's, okay, so merit, your job, right? You, you work hard, you can move up. You can. I mean, I don't, show me where you can't. I mean, if you, if you put the effort in, and, and, and I'm saying I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying that everything's going to work, and not everybody's going to you know, find the golden ticket and move up, but you can if you put in the work. And that's what I'm saying is like this. I don't think even what they were trying to represent is as a is a realistic representation of of what we see in society. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think everyone has to work the same amount. I think. I think there. Oh, are I agree. Class, I think there are classes where you know, if if you work the same amount, you know, I'm a white male, <laughs> I don't have to work as hard as as many of the other classes just because there's a lot of privilege that's handed to me, just by basis of of you know where I happen to be. But this did this doesn't this doesn't even bring in any of this. This is just a war. This is just a social level, right? That's fair. Saying, yeah, no, I know it doesn't. It doesn't really touch on race or or. Or, that's what I'm saying is that's why that's why it's not it's not realistic enough but, to but I was just trying to draw a comparison to merit versus I think there are, are I'm, but I'm not saying merit I'm not saying anything about merit I'm saying okay you could be you a white male in the in a, a, an IT job at a college right right and you work the same as a black male in an IT job at your college or a white female, or a black female, or a Hispanic, anybody at the same job, you can work your way up, right? Out of out of whatever. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that you know they didn't touch on the aspect that 
you know, it, they basically were just saying, oh, well, you, you came in with this purple ticket, so you were so-and-so, Didn't there, but there was no way to change that. And that's why I think is, is why I think it's, it doesn't really represent a true social uh, situation that we see, especially in the United States. I don't believe, show me anywhere where it's like, uh, you, we're just going to keep you locked in these cages and we're going to give you these little protein bars made out of cockroaches and you can't do anything else to change, right? No, I think it's more subtle, but I do think it exists. And, and that's where I was trying to say that I think I think people who work hard in, in parts of society, you, you know, it, that this person is going to have to work 10 times harder if they're going to make a difference in their life versus another person because not because of how hard they work, but because of a certain privilege that society has has granted through through their birthright. Uh, well, that, that works at different levels, though. OK, so let, well, let's talk about let's talk right. about fo mean, football right. athletes. Let's talk about football athletes. OK, right. How many how many recruited football athletes do you think is it is, is there a disparagement between race and that? Do you think this? Do you think white uh, players have to work as hard as black players, or do black players have to work harder to get drafted into colleges and 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 into the pros? Or men and women? I mean, we could look at that too. Well, I'm, I was just yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it, it, we're just saying it's like. I, I, are you are you trying to reverse the races on me and saying that black people have a have an easier time? I'm just I'm I'm just saying you 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 were saying that because you're a white male that you automatically don't have to work as hard. I'm saying that I, I, yeah, compared to, uh, compared to, uh, yeah, a, a black male in a, in a situation or a black female or, uh, th there's going to be a, 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 I, I think it's your lift. I, I, I think that's totally fair. I, I don't think, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a hundred percent true in, in the, the work environment. I, I really don't, and and I know I know there's going to be there's going to be situations on every side, and think, and and yeah, and I, I can opportunities too. I think opportunities don't present themselves as easily for different classes, uh, and and maybe we're talking race and and gender, and and this is trying to represent it in form of of classes in society, and and I think they kind of work the same, but but. And I think well, I mean, granted, if you if you come from an upper class family, you're gonna have you're gonna have breaks, right? Mm -hmm. Regardless of color, regardless of color. Sure. Okay. Now, granted, I mean, right? We in in the U.S. we have a lot more uh, um, white families that are or have a higher you know um, I don't want to call it class, but just financial status, right? And th they in, have in proportion to the population of yeah. Absolutely. But in, in proportion to the population, okay, in proportion to the population. So if you looked across the whole thing, what is the population of the United States? Like if you broke it down by race, what is the population? I mean, so everybody, a lot of people in, in this, God, I don't know why we got it all the way this way, but well, it's this like. Is a, this is a movie about social commentary, so I think it's fair we're talking right. about this stuff. But it's, it's also one of those things. Is, I tried to mm -hmm. try it out. I know you more. do. I know you do. I know you do, you fucker. <laughs> And I try and avoid this shit, but no, what I'm trying to say is though, is like, you know, when you look at it, yeah, if you come from, if you come from a financially, uh, um, stable family, you probably have better, um, better, easier time than someone that's not 
right? And and granted, yes, uh, by popul. I would like. I want to see what the numbers are by population. I mean, because I don't know what the U.S. Uh, population is right now by by race, but I believe it's it's probably you know seventy eighty percent you know white, you know, and then and then broken down from there. Okay. Now, so th- then when you start looking at you know fight you know who, what what the breakdown is is like uh, middle class, upper class, and things like that. Because like I mean, we got a lot of athletes and stuff like that that they they get that privilege now, right? Because they have money. It, this is my problem with it is is I don't believe it's all race. And th- and this movie does doesn't f- play anything on the race. Like there's no racial uh, things right. on this, and I and I appreciate that because that's I believe that's more correct. It is a money and no money have and I, I agree that is more of a correct statement as far as like uh who has privileges and who doesn't so it's just, more just financial. to answer the question we're, we're 320 <laughs> yeah. 28 million population in the u.s as of 2019 it's about 60 percent mm-hmm. uh 60 percent white uh 18 hispanic 12 percent black five percent asian that's kind of Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're looking at. Um, now you're wanting to know, but I mean, you're talking about like the the like. Okay, so what what is what would be considered the upper class? What would what would you consider that? You mean how much money? Do, how much money do you have to have? Uh, so a a, a a family making what three hundred three hundred thousand dollars plus is that upper class? Middle class. That's no no. That's middle. That's high middle class at best. Okay, uh, four hundred thousand. I don't know. I think that was what they were. No, I, that seems really low. Four hundred thousand, I think, is what they were trying to do something with taxes. I don't know. The the administration is trying to draw a line between those making four hundred thousand dollars or more, and but um, I, okay, so income and. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google what income <laughs> makes you upper class upper upper class okay and what is considered upper class 2020 upper income more than 120 thousand maybe that's per person yeah that seems really low middle income is 41 to 120 and low income is less than 40 thousand. But then we're not talking the one percent here. We're talking upper. Right, but that's upper, what I mean. Is like income. I don't. Because I mean, let's let's look at. I mean, we have we have a ton of you know. Uh, do you do you, are you are you suggesting though that that these these uh, other uh, you know the Hispanic and Black and Asian population are equal to proportionally uh, the white population when it comes to income levels? I'm just saying, I, I think it's it when you look like they're like, well, why isn't there as many black millionaires as there are white millionaires? So I was like, well, why is there not as bl- many black people as there are white? I'm just saying that like if there's if there's only 18 percent black Americans, no, right? I get, I get your statistics and I think it's you know, very, very fair to do like the per capita, you know. Right. When, when, but uh, but I. Okay. But that's what I mean is you, you see a lot of these statements that come out on news things and all this and they're like, oh, there's. We just watched a show and, and it was one of those very, uh, you know, socially, you, you know, we're going to put this message out there. And it was it was a thing about, you know, there's not as many black people working in this, this company. And it was about a high tech company and stuff. It was a, it was a comedy 
kind of comedy um, show, and, and they did this whole episode. And it's like the, it was coming, it was in a position of power in the company talking about how there wasn't any black people in a position of power. And it's kind of like, you know, they're, they're talking about, and it was a high tech thing. And it's like, well, let's look, if you got a hundred employees and you got 18 black people uh, as employees, you kind of meet the same numbers as you would in the United States is that that's all I'm kind of trying to say is there's, there's a lot of times where it's like, let's, let's look at it. And also like, you can't force people to work in certain jobs that in, in just like, why is there not a bunch of black uh, coal miners? Well, because you look at the towns that are, you know, that coal miners live in and because they're around mines, it's mostly white. Well, why isn't there a bunch of black ones? Because they don't live there. But if you go to places like Atlanta, you know, there's much more a higher black population. They have a bigger popu- or population in the, in the industries that are there. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. You know, it's, a, it's just one of those. That's why this, this movie didn't, I don't know. This is why I think it missed on some of the things is it didn't touch on everything. And it, granted, it didn't do anything about race, and we're not really talking about, you know, with this movie, they weren't talking about race. They were talking about... Yeah, I, um, I think I bring that up more because because I think in the U.S. we see that more of a, of a way of dividing, of dividing people. That's our media right now. They're trying, to, they're trying to divide people by color instead of, instead of by classes. I think the media right? does perpetuate a lot of those... Uh, un- and, that's a, and that's a big but, problem. But but at the same time, I, I do think there's a lot of, of truth in in that 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 we kind of blame the, the the media distraction on that 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 is is fair to look at as well. So I don't think it should be overlooked. Now you're right though. This movie is much more about class and status, and so is Parasite. That is, you know, it's you know, I think every well, I think that might be in that movie is, he, is South Korean as far as as far as well. I was well. just gonna say you 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 go in because you go from where he's coming from in South Korea. There's not a big population change by race. It's kind of all South Korean and like it's like ninety South Korea is like ninety five percent South Korean, I believe. Well, they, they even they <laughs> even uh, refer at one point to being attacked, being you know a nuclear attack from the North Koreans too. So so they, oh, shit. They, they're kind of living under that uh, that uh, true true uh, you know that regime from. So yeah, from I mean North. so, th- but that's that's what I mean is 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 like I think it missed on its message someplace. I and maybe it was because I was so caught up in the questions about the story. Right. I was more I was more caught up in like, why does this even work? How do you get a stake? I didn't see no cattle cars. You don't got enough cars to have cattle cars. You know, you don't have enough cars to have a bunch of chickens. You don't have enough car. You know, that that was a problem. You, you said you brought up a thing and it only had 60 cars. That's not enough cars for for the people that they had on there, especially if the, the last third of it is all tailors. So that's where I think this movie failed is the story now saying that though i think it is a good action movie as far as what they had for action there was some really cool stuff there were some things they did with it that were really impressive there were some things they did with the cinematography that was really impressive um but i think the the story failed me overall like this is if we wouldn't have done this as a podcast, I probably would have never gone back and watched this a second time. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't. I, 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 I was surprised that that we put it on our list, and and <laughs> Parasite, I think, I think would be even a, a bigger stretch, and I, I'd be, I'd be totally. Well, no, interested. I don't think that. 
I don't think that's a stretch for us because I know you enjoy movies like that. You are much more into the 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 deeper meaning movies, the the more cinematography. Like you are more into those indie movies, essentially, right? I think more is a better. You, know, you like those deep I stories. Like, I like movies that have that present ideas that come sometimes come, come veiled in a certain ambiguity, so that you start. <laughs> And You're making me act like I don't think about anything. Like I'm this big, just dumb white guy that just doesn't all oh, action, blow up boobs. That's all I need, <laughs> which isn't a complete wrong. I mean, that's, I like that, but I mean, I, I like movies like this too. Sometimes like, uh, okay. So have you seen Jojo rabbit? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, is it on one of the, one of the streaming platforms? I, I, I've seen the trailer for it. That's God, the, we're, that, yeah, that's the same one who did uh, Ragnarok, Ta- right? The yeah, yeah. Taiki Wakiti. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, something Taika. Ta- uh, Taika I was going to screw up his name. Taika Wakiti. Okay. Yeah, that's the guy. Uh, it is on, oh, what did we see? It might be HBO. And it's got Scarlett Johansson, and, and then doesn't he play uh, Hitler in, in like a boy's he, Oh, mind? my God. It is so good. And this is, this is this, oh, my God, this is right up your alley. This, this movie, I, I think you would be like... A, just you would be a beyond yourself this is a movie this is one of those social kind of commentary movies that's done really really well that i think you would just you would be all over and it's done so well and it's so entertaining and um it's it's really cool it's it's, um, it's kind of interesting because uh, you know nazi nazi germany it's it's an easy villain to kind of Make a <laughs> commentary about because I mean it's really it's probably it's probably a tricky it's probably a tricky topic because there's still a lot of you know it's it's hard to make I know it's kind of a comedy or at least the trailer put it out there as a there's, comedy there's some there is some comedic moments in it but, but it is deep but I don't think there's anyone that would question the you know the the German regime during Hitler time is oh being bad yeah being bad so it's not a stretch there. Um, uh, at the <laughs> really? same time, yeah, I'd love to see it. You know, well, I, I think it's sometimes when you look at things in your own society and start questioning what's good and bad, it's 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 a lot. Trickier. Oh, okay, I see what it's you're a, saying. It's yeah. a lot trickier, and so making movies that try to address those, it's not an easier thing. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to veil them in a in a in a train action movie, and uh, <laughs> and, and but uh, and sometimes if you're a little bit more straightforward, it comes across. You know what would have made this movie great? You would have made Snowpiercer even better. Should have given Curtis a shield. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With nice. a big T on it for tail, for the right. tail section. <laughs> yeah, you got a little Iron Man cameo or... <laughs> Robin Dyer Jr. sitting up in front. He could have been, he could have been Wilford. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so if we had to recast that, yeah, I would, I would have done Robert Downey Jr. as Wilford. Um, that would have been great. <laughs> I would have done, uh, uh, what, uh, what Sam Wilson's, um, oh God, I can't think of his name. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so bad that I can't think of his name. I'm so mad at myself. Uh, what was, I'm, uh, I'm not helping, uh, so I guess I'm, I saw uh, Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie as, as, as Edgar, right? That's right. a second in command. Sure. <laughs> uh, that would have been funny. Um, I did want to talk, we talked about it real quick is, um, the best, the best acting in this, um, definitely goes to, um, uh, Tilda Sw- Swinston. She played a character that was just so over the top. And so, 
uh, but she steals the show. I mean, it's. I also it's, liked. I also liked. Uh, what was it? What was his name? Uh, Andrew, the one that get, loses his arm in, by sticking it out the uh, out the train. Oh yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just watching his his facial reaction. He did a great. He did a great <laughs> job. So, um, I, apparently, a lot of people know him more from Train Spotting. Train Spotting, as sure. Bud, you yeah. and McGregor. But you know what? You know what I knew him from was Wonder Woman. As um, oh, he's right. in Wonder Woman. He was in their gang. He was in their. Uh, yeah, he was. He was the Scottish guy. Yeah, he uh, plays Charlie. He's the he's the Scottish uh, sniper. That's right. Um, that's where I know him from. And, that's and not when very it came sure up, of I was, himself. That's right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He had a kilt on him, and you got to give the guy credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. This this was an interesting film. Hey, let's pause it real quick. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hang on, I haven't. I gotta find the pause button. Hold it. During our during our bathroom break. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mentioned I mentioned to 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 Cindy that what we were podcasting about and and i guess i guess we went and saw that together when it came out we don't we don't oh. us, you know usually we go see kind of the rom-com movies together and <laughs> and uh, she kind of lets me go go see the movies that you know i want to see on my own and, and i'll share them with her but this was one I, th- I think it was kind of a crossover one because it had a chris evans and, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know I, I that's that's not fair i think you know she she she's uh she's very supportive of my the movies i want to see and sometimes just likes enjoying seeing it but she just she told me she said she had nightmares about this movie so uh, i i can see that um there's some parts of this movie i know Alyssa watched this with me and she uh she definitely turned away a couple times um with uh you know just the violence like there's that there's a there's a scene where they um they come up to the car and they open it up and, and this is funny this is that fish scene right where they open up the car and there's all those uh soldiers on the other side with the axes and the armor and they got the like the ski mask type things but they don't it's just the face the mouth is open the eyes are covered and so some people were bringing up that, you know, that that's a symbolism of that. Uh, these are the uh, so-called third class, second class, just following blindly what the first class tell them to do. And I was like, oh, uh, OK. I didn't see that when I saw it. But, you know, I'm listening to you talk about it. I'm like, oh, OK. All right. I got it. But they talked. To, there's that fish scene where. You know, the guy's holding the big fish and he cuts it open with his axe and he slides his axe through it and gets it bloody and hands it to the next guy. And the next guy slides his, you know, axe through it and gets the, you know, blood on the axe and they go through it and it's like, okay. So the funny thing I found out about that is uh, the director, uh, you know, uh, Bong, uh, Bong Jo Hu, Hu, Ho, Ho. Not sure about that. <laughs> I'm screwing that one up. And uh, him and uh, Weinstein were having issues, and Weinstein wanted to cut the fish scene. And he's like, no, no, I put that in there because it, it honors my father because my father was a fisherman. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll leave it in. And then afterwards, once it was released and everything, that, they had an interview, and he's like, oh, no, that's total fucking bullshit. My dad wasn't a fisherman. 
he just said that to him to fucking get him to get off his back. <laughs> He's like, I was like, that is fucking cutthroat. I was like, that is some cool good, shit good right him. there. <laughs> like, he literally was like, I don't give a fuck what you have to say, fat man. I'm doing what I want to do, and I'm going to tell you whatever I need to. Like, he just owned him in that, and I was just like, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I still don't get what the fuck the scene is about, but I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's cool. Uh, but when I when I went to look it up today, because I was like, oh, I better look that up just because it's a it's a very that's one of those scenes where I think he really had some um, some serious chops in where he was like that whole fight scene, which was fucking brutal. I mean, <laughs> there, there's also he, you can tell he has some comedy in him, right? We have one of the most intense, brutal fight scenes in this whole fucking movie. And during the middle of it, Curtis, Captain America slips on the fucking fish and falls on his back. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? Are you serious? You banana peeled him in the middle of a fight? <laughs> it's like, come on. But no, it was, it was good. Um, not only that, but there's the, that's the whole, that's the fight scene where they stop for the new year's. Right. Like all of a sudden, oh, like, right. oh such, a, right. such and such bridge coming five, four, and happy new year. And they all stop. <laughs> and then they go, and then, you know, and then they go back to fighting. It's like, what the hell? I mean, some of that was really good. Some of it was kind of cheesy and, and not so good, but some of it was really good. I, I, I thought that was pretty decent. What did, what did you think? Um, so I'm, I'm going to go from a funny part to a, a very serious and kind of crazy. What did you think about the monologues at the end? Right, We got the two big monologues at the end. We got the, um, the, the Curtis, right, Chris Evans monologue, and then we got the Ed Harris and the uh, Wilford monologue. Right, where it really kind of well, brings the story yeah. essentially of the of the whole thing together. I I wasn't as impressed. To me, I thought that the third act was a little less uh, interesting. Right. It, it's I, and I, I think I already brought up why I, I really liked Ed Harris's performance. I, th I I think he fits that kind of role. It's kind of the same sort of role he plays in in uh, a Truman Show, kind of the. The, mm. the, G, the the kind of the Jesus character, the, the you know the the God, <laughs> the God character who's controlling the control booth in in Truman Show, and he's also the at the at the engine in the engine room here. So, but it it, it at the same time maybe that means he's being kind of typecast. Um, he th th a lot of people said that that he's definitely being typecast. Uh, but like, but I, I it's a it's a good fit for him. It it's uh, and I think he performed it well. But but I agree with you that I was more impressed with uh, Tilda Swinton and and where she took her right. out, outrageous character was great. <laughs> but, uh, but he was uh, I I didn't care for the for the whole tie in. I, I thought it was kind of interesting thematically to tie in the 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 train with uh, the engine with the with the train. Uh, Tail section uh, with um, what is it? Uh, Gilliam, Gilliam's character, John Hurt. Uh, yeah. Um, but but I, I thought that was it was too convenient and it was too conspiracy. Uh, <laughs> too yin and yang. Yeah, it was nice seeing some of the things tied up. But now back to to Chris Evans. That was a tough one for me because I thought it was a little overboard. The whole eating babies and. Um, I didn't think it played quite right. I I thought I thought it was very fair that they went there, but mm -hmm. it 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 just it 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 didn't kind of it it turned a movie that 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 had an interesting social commentary within the confines of its own 
if it's of its own structure and kind of gave it a little bit more um I, I, this is hard to say because maybe it just from a, from a cinematically it it took me away from the movie. It 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 didn't seem. Uh, well, it went it went from an action it went from action movie to this very deep dramatic. Yeah, you know, and I and I and I think it's fair that the movie tries to 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 kind of weave its way back and forth between that, but it's almost like if it if it does too much of a too much of a of a shift from from one to yeah. the other uh you you lose things a little bit and so from 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 a filmmaker standpoint from an audience standpoint uh that that as you shrug your shoulders i don't know it, it, i thought it was i thought it was a little much i wish they could have tied in the same ideas because i mean the ideas i think were powerful um i just didn't think it came across i think it it was a little distracting it 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 could I could see people roll their eyes when really this should make their eyes go like wide open. You want this to be like oh my, I, you oh know, my god, and at the same time, I, I kind of went, oh, this is a little this is a little much. When it see, I little, I almost disagree because I think it it had a had that really were powerful. Hey, wait, you, you broke up a little bit, so say say what you just said again. I say I think I think Chris Evans had some very powerful moments in his. Where I I didn't think Ed Harris's Wilford character the character I, Wilford didn't I, I, didn't have anything I, really I, I agree Chris Evans and he and he nailed the well he did it well I think I think it was just I think it was the pace of how it kind of played out oh the uh, pace the, the was was a little was horrible so the whole, the whole third act was pretty bad I it, it didn't fit the movie and and that's where I got a little annoyed at the at the Franco henchman you know coming back to life right and and, and it, it just it seemed a little silly it got it got a little silly in lost well yeah like where did that guy come from I don't he's know. been on that train for eighteen years was he just a fucking natural born killer that just waited eighteen maybe, years to f- maybe he was another Terminator from the from the future <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah like yeah, I agree with you but it was just kind of well and yeah I. That's my other big problem with this is 18 years on that train and everybody's all, you know, it's like, come on. Like, I, that's I, why I, I found it fascinating. I, I, I do see, I understand your point that it created a, a, an opportunity for a lot of plot holes that I, huge plot holes. I, I think it was, um, I think it was it was fair. I think I, I think it worked for this movie. It didn't it didn't take me out of the out of what the movie was trying to to share story wise or. So that's funny because it totally took me it totally yeah, took I, me out of it. I can it, tell. it really did. <laughs> no, it did a hundred percent because I was like I'm like how the you know how the hell is this happening? Where, where's this coming? Like yeah, there there was just so much of it. I'm like I, I will tell you one thing that kind of bugged me, and maybe you have an answer for this because I I was I kind of kept looking for an answer. But, uh, you know, they're on a train and it, it didn't seem like they were really doing any sort of I even saw that they built sets on kind of a moving, yeah. moving set, but it never felt like the camera was moving at all or like there was any sort of feeling that it, it's everything seemed a lot stiller than it should yeah. for for like a bullet train going through. I, I agree with you 100 percent. And that, that's what. OK, so um, there was there was one podcast I listened to. They were really talking about how the. Um, Production is it the production director is whoever whoever creates the sets and all that production that designer. they should yep. production designer should have got an Emmy for this and I was like mm, really I'm like because it didn't really seem like a lot of 
like there's a lot of that train that really didn't seem like a train other than some of the shots where they so the, the what you were talking about they, they actually put three sets together uh lengthwise linear and then they made a move kind of like a train so you well, get a did, little bit of the move they, they did have that great shot where it's looking down and you see yeah. one kind of tilt because they're on the circ they're on yeah the, the big so they yeah. did that a couple times but they didn't have the rumble that you get on a train yeah trains are not fucking smooth i don't uh, there I, is not it, it seemed like they <laughs> should have had something that represented that that seemed yeah. like missing and uh maybe that was uh weinstein that said no i don't want a bullshaking film i don't know i don't know but production designer i agree that, that this was really good production design um and there's parts of it I had wouldn't problems have been with. An Emmy. It wouldn't have been an Emmy. Emmy's for TV. So maybe, oh. maybe, maybe the TV Oscar, show. Oscar, 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 right? Golden Globe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They were talking about whatever the, whatever the is. Hey, let me Jack on, you get off your awards your... straight. Yes. <laughs> I hate the goddamn awards because it really is just like, Hey, we're all just going to jack each other off to this. And, Cause that's really all it is. Is like, Hey, we, we like you cause you like us. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, I, I I didn't I didn't think. Um... Well, production design also it, it it's a way of, I mean it was how the sets were constructed and I you know the whole how they broke out of the out of those back cars with the with the tubes and stuff. There was something kind of ingenious about how that was all done. There was parts of it I really liked. I didn't see how it all fit together, but I think that was I think that was. I think that was part of the way the story was told. And it was almost a way of trying to cover up the fact that, you know, that you're going to see holes in this because we're not showing you. <laughs> and, and that's, that's good. Kind of with this, this breakout at the, at the end, you saw parts of how it all put together. You didn't see it, you know, start to finish the entire heist, but you got a sense, Oh, there's a plan. There's something happening. I'm not seeing it all. And that's, that maybe that's a fair representation of, of the train itself. We're seeing parts of it. We don't see it all. And and so it gives us a, the ability to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give give them credit that that they're just not showing me everything. So there's possible po probably answers for these things. That's that's my take on. on uh, yeah, well, and that's that was that was the other thing that took me out of it. It was like, yeah. okay, I get I get that it's a train. It's supposed to be the super train, but you made it kind of like a, a just a small little tiny train. Right. I've been stuck behind some of these, like, you know, on a, on a train crossing where they fucking go forever. And you're like, okay, that's, that's 80, 90 cars. Come on. They didn't even have, I mean, it just, it, it just didn't seem right. And, and, um, I also had a like, so they had some things in, in the, actually the TV show is this, and I get a little bit more annoyed with this TV show than I did the movie. Some of the cars. Okay. Think about a train. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. You have to go start to finish. So there always has to be a path through. Right. Right. Some of these, like, so the sushi train, the sushi car in the show, where the sushi car in the, the movie was a little bit different, is they had it off to the side. So there's still the path down the middle. Right. And then, you know, the sushi car in the in the show is up against the back. So you actually have to go around it to get it's, it's just there's there's certain things you don't do on a train. Now, the cool thing they do in the show and, and this is where they I, I wish they would have done in the movie might have helped is they actually have like a dual layer like they literally have a a pop up um, like a, 
a hatch that goes down below and there's like maintenance tunnels that go through so there's like two stories in the in the whole train uh-huh. and so the bottom is all the mechanics and shit like that that needs to happen in each car and all this stuff and where they have extra stuff and then the top is more like the the diner or the the place where the the first class live and things like that and so that's that was the other thing is they didn't really they didn't really show enough of how this train could literally be livable livable other than, I, I mean, if you think about it, the the tail section actually had the best livable area. Other than they each had these little compartments that they walked by, it, it, I, I didn't think I didn't think the production was that great. <laughs> there was there was parts of it. Uh, it just you're talking about the movie now, right? Yeah, the movie the movie just let me down on some of the production, like. Like I said, the the whole length of it, the whole shooting out the windows. Yeah, I uh, like the shooting out the windows. The whole car that was just uh, sauna ca- sauna booths is like you, you know. At the same time, the idea of shooting out the window sounds interesting. I just I didn't think it played out right. It seemed like they overdid it a bit. It, it, it okay, went on way too long. It's like how long are they going around? You know, it's not yeah. like they're going in circles. Well, they just. They're turning a corner. It's a curd. It's it's a corner. And and you can't shoot directly at it because when you shoot at it, it's going to be gone by the time Bull gets there. Right. And so, but yeah, but they've been, you know, they're crack shots because they've been... uh, They've been oh, practicing. they've been training their whole life for 18 years on that fucking train to shoot another window across. It. Yeah, he was 17 when he got in there. I bet you he'd never even fired a gun, that fucking piece of shit. He, Chris Evans couldn't have fired that. And that was dumb. He wasted all his bullets just trying to make a hole. Yeah. It, he was dumb. That, I hated that whole scene. It made me so irritated. I'm like, that was fucked. Like, I love the way it started. Like, oh, he uses the scope. He sees them. Okay, now he knows, oh, they're fucking 12, 12 cars ahead of me. Perfect. Go from there. Don't fucking shoot at him. You're not going to do anything. Dumbass. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I was trying to, I was trying yeah, to think they of something. Yeah, like should have had like another soldier behind him shoot, and the guy go, dumbass, don't shoot. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just well, to acknowledge well, the well, fact. Because there's some people that say, okay. well, why don't you shoot? You know? Well, here was the other thing is so they, they put holes in the window, right? Apparently, it's so cold outside that if you put your arm out for seven minutes, it's going to freeze solid, yeah. right? And you see the one guy start to try and patch one of the holes, right? Well, but there's holes on the other one. like So all that cold is just going to leak through that and just ruin everything. But no, they never deal with that. Now, on the show, they do this fucking crazy cool thing. And I, I hate to, if I'm spoiling this for anybody, I'm sorry. But one of the windows breaks and the whole fucking car freezes solid in uh-huh. seconds really and it's like it's like oh shit it's real like that shit is like literally like they show the frost just like inch by inch coming in oh it's so fucking cool which makes total you're like and then the, and then you got people that have to get in like these full suits to fix it and stuff like it's it's cool well in the in the movie though the, it does, it never seems that cool. I mean they even say something like okay at this at this altitude it's going to take 7 minutes, you know, and you you see all those calculations and then which I I I thought that was fascinating. I like that. I thought that was that was great. And now cool and i like even that hey you know the plane is uncovered this much now so we might be able to survive and then we get to the end the fucking whole thing crashes everybody dies but the the 17 year old girl who's never been in the fucking real world she's born on the train and the kid who's like five who was born on the train have no fucking clue how to survive are now the last two well yeah but they 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 can go uh pal up with the polar bear 
And, uh, so what, they're going to get a fucking Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> so that was, that was, <laughs> as soon as I saw that polar bear, right, I, I, I looked at Alyssa and I'm like, you know what would be better? If he just whipped out a fucking Coca-Cola and like, <laughs> he gave, it a thumbs he gave up. him the like, thumbs up. I was like, that would have been so perfect. <laughs> but yeah, like, there's no way that those two are going to survive. Like it's well. First off, there's not. I mean, yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's that's she, fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, um, but I don't know. They've been they've been surviving the train. I I think it's a fair. Question. Have they? Have I, they? I think it's a fair have, question that 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 have, have they really that, surviving? That their survival and the survival of the human race is definitely not guaranteed. You've got you've got wild uh, animals. I here. give them. You're I in, give them four days. Okay. Four days tops. Yeah, and I and I don't think the uh, I don't think the movie was definitely trying to say this was a this was a you know this was the survival of the human race. There's obviously challenges. Oh, but... they they he gave the Adam and Eve type look, but it, no, it it won't happen. I'm sorry. First off, the kid's like five. He he barely knows how to fucking change his own shoes, right? Like, oh, he knows how to fucking fix the train, whatever, but. He's not old enough to know how to do any fucking thing. And she was born on... And go to the cattle car and, you know, and, and have... They've got meat. They're all dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Everybody's dead. They're going to become cannibals. Yeah, I mean... They, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the going practice, they, right? <laughs> they, don't even, they don't even know what meat tastes like. That kid's never had meat. He's like... All he's, he's, the only thing he's ever had in his life was cockroach bars. Right, probably her too. Like they don't really talk about her. Like we don't know how long she's been in that box. I don't think their chances are good either. But I, <laughs> yeah, but I do think they have a chance, and that's that's, I think all that that they were trying to say is that here's here's your. They have about as much as a chance as I got as getting elected as president. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna stand by that one. <laughs> I, I, I think a little, little bit more chance. A little bit more chance. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> oh, but, oh wait, wait, wait. I'd vote for Noah. <laughs> Let's go with this. They got about as much chance as I would running for president. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> uh, no, it, I mean, like I said, I would, I would. How about running for Windsor the, mayor? There you go. Oh, I could do that. I mean, it's kind of, it's going to be open soon. They're going to need go. somebody. <laughs> I can definitely say I've got no allegations of sexual harassment. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, no, as, as far as a rating on this movie, I would not I would not rate this as a high, high movie as far as like, if you want a story movie, this is not the movie for you. If you want a good action movie that if you, especially if you don't care about plot holes and you want to turn your brain off and just watch some action this is a good movie especially if you want to kind of see some good cinematography i think the direction of bong ho john bong john bong john ho damn these drinks screw up his name hard um <laughs> i think he did some great direction and it makes me want to see some of his other movies I, i'm not gonna lie even with the story being screwy as it is for me i know you you you, you bought the story more than i did um, I liked what he did with the filming, um, which is which is strange because that's usually you're 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 more into the filming and I'm more into like oh let's just see what things blow up and <laughs> fight scenes and yay. Well, I get, um, I I I get kind of tired of of the same you know Marvel uh, horror uh, 
Disney, you know, the movies that are out, the, coming from out of the U.S. US uh, uh, production companies, they're so formula. They're so, uh, I'm getting kind of tired of them. And, 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 you know, we're turning into, I was reading this article that, that uh, a friend from, from actually from college from film school posted on Facebook. And, and uh, it was talking about how, you know, theaters were always about distributing movies that you know with there was an old system where the production companies could control the theaters and tell you know put out give them movies and basically package them with other movies and say you're going to put these oh okay and then there became some you know they got kind of the theaters got independence from from the the studios and so they were able to to basically put out the movies that they wanted to they could buy the, the rights or you know they they choose and so capitalism but now we've gone to a system where there's all these streaming platforms and all this exclusivity. You know, everything is exclusive. Mm. So if I want to watch, if I want to watch this new Disney flick, I've got to have Disney, uh, you know, Disney uh, Plus. If I want to watch this, uh, this, this series that we're going to review next next week, I have to have Apple TV. And and, <laughs> and so there they've returned to this idea where their production studios can control the content because they're controlling the, the, the distribution platform. And you lose creativity when it comes to, I, to the films. I see what you're... So I like, I, I like this movie. I, li I love Parasite. Both of these I thought were, you know, there was a certain independence. Now I think this one, you know, you talked about it. Weinstein had his, th you know, had his thumb on the scale with this one. And I wonder... I, I liked your story well, about about how the the the, the fish story. Oh, uh, uh, I love yeah. that too. I, I, if if that if he was able to kind of um, make make Weinstein look the other well, other way. I mean, but we just we see just a few years after this what an asshole that guy turned out to be, and yeah. so I mean that uh, that shows right. This <laughs> this movie talks about the one percenters and versus the guys in the bottom, right? This is this is him. This almost is his movie to fucking thumb it up at the fucking you know, one percenters in a way, because I mean, yeah, he, he thought, he thought his shit was untouchable. He did some fucking horrendous shit and, and, you know, he took advantage of, of being this power person and, and he got his fucking upcomings, you know, and, and I love it. And I love the fact that he was able to fucking do it too, uh, before it all broke. Is he in um, prison now or is he just, or is he just out? Yeah, no, I believe he, ah, shit. I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to fucking news. I, I really hate news media i mean i know i should pay attention because that's our our job is as americans to kind of know what the fuck's going on but i don't know what to fucking believe and what not to believe and you know and it, yeah. there's so much bullshit out there and you know you, the problem is is there's no unbiased news programs anymore well it's all become commentary it's all become everyone's got yeah. their own podcast where they're putting out their own commentary on how they see it. But, what? <laughs> no, but but I but that uh, news is not where you're supposed to get commentary. I mean, you can have uh, you know there used to be opinion pieces, but now mm -hmm. you know ninety well, percent of I, th news I thought news I thought news was supposed to be reporting. Yes. This is what it is. I'm not going to tell you how to think about it, and that's not what's happened. Is now it's everything. I'm going to tell you how to think about it. Absolutely agree with with you and then yeah and we don't just i mean i think fox news has, has was was kind of known for their their bias but you see it definitely on, on oh it's all of them both sides and, and a lot yeah i i yeah. think um npr 
Well, there, I, I could probably name a few things that, that, that I think have a little less bias. That Here, Here's the thing is, is I don't think there's anything out there that doesn't have bias. I don't think you can be unbiased. I personally cannot be 100% unbiased, and that is the problem. That, um, that's fair, but I mean, people might say Walter Cronkite had a bias, and yet he was still someone that everyone trusted because he presented it in a way that tried to make it yeah. as unbiased as possible, and that's... Yeah, well, that's that's what I mean. Is 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 that there's there's so much less of that, and that's that's part of the problem. Is is that there isn't, and that's what that's what the news is supposed to be is unbiased reporting. But we don't get any of that, so it makes it so much harder to trust any of it. And and it is what it is. And and I'm not going to you know tell anybody not to watch what they want to watch and and listen and believe what they want. I would just say, hey, fact check things. I'm not. Here, okay, here, here's the big clue. I'm not smart enough to fucking go and, and know what's right and wrong from everything I hear. So I try not to believe anything 100% anymore. And if I care enough about it, I'll go try and search it up. But I'm not even smart enough to fucking find <laughs> the right thing because there's no way to, to prove exactly what was what and what was was it. You well, know? I, I think the, these, you know, these sort of podcasts where we're having dialogues about things that come up that aren't easy to talk about and aren't necessarily, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to formulate what we what we believe in and what what's right. And, you know, we're challenged. We're challenged on those things. I think that's healthy. I think that's yeah. And, and it helps us kind of reconsider how, how we're thinking and. I think we need more of that, not not this idea of this, You're right. is, the, this is the way it is, especially with <laughs> news, with news, this is the way it is and this is how you're supposed to think. But but throwing things out out there and and hearing kind of a back and forth and not just this crossfire of uh, right. point counterpoint, no, but you're 100% right, and we need more of that. And, and like I said, and I hope nobody takes anything that we said as like, uh, oh, they're they're against this. No, I, I'm about everybody being created, tr created and treated equally across the board, and I, I believe that 100%. Nobody, nobody is 100% bad. Nobody is 100% good. You know, everybody has a privilege in a way. Every, nobody has a privilege in a way. Like it, it, it depends on where you come. The more money you have. The more privileges you get, I, I believe that 100%, and that, and that that just is what I've seen in my life. I came from not a lot of money, and so I've I've seen the struggles of what happens when you don't have a lot of money. I went to a school that was, you know, um, considered, you know, uh, um, you know, I was I as a white person, I was a minority in my own school, so I, I see what you know what those guys go through, and you know what that you know what the you know the people of color see going through the what their school was and, and, and you know how you got to come up and what you got to fight against so I, I understand that nobody I, I, I believe that nobody has a hundred percent privilege and I believe nobody has a hundred percent unprivilege if that if that makes sense like you you can always find a way to work out what you got to do and just because of your race you know or where you were brought up and stuff like that doesn't necessarily put you in a, a spot like you can always work to find a way out might be hard but you know the best things you get take hard work so you know I, I, and you're right you're right 100 percent of this is is people need to talk <laughs> Alyssa over there making making uh jokes in the background <laughs> well i i think i talked a little bit about what i what i 
you know believe when it comes to privilege. I don't I don't think it's quite as quite as easy for 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 some some. Um, I don't think it's just money uh, that that gives us. Well, in certain situations, you're right. But but I mean, that's where the biggest privilege comes from. Okay. I I, I believe money has more to do with than color of a race, right? If you if you're born into money, so let's say I mean, let's just take take a uh, I I mean I don't know take take Jay Z right big big uh, entertainment a lot of money a lot of power as a black man his children do you think are going to go through a lot of uh, unprivileged situations um i think they're going to have challenges that that uh other you know other wealthy people of you know uh, oh, oh, oh no no just put them up against a regular white kid from from the from the ghetto do you think he's who's going to get better who's going to have more privileges wait you're who's going to go to a I'm just, I'm just saying, you take, well, you can't well, I, say, you can't say race is the only thing. Money okay. has a lot to do with it. No, but, but I, if you're comparing a, 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 a black person who is wealthy compared to a white person from the ghetto versus a, I, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison when you just look, I think it's better to say a, a black person with wealth and a white person with wealth. And I do think, but that's not, that's not how it's put out. And that's not how it's put out in society. It's just, they don't, they don't, they don't throw the wealth into it. It's all black or white. It's all black or white. Okay. And that's really not what it is. It's wealth and not wealth. Cause here, okay. Uh, will, um, Will Smith, right? His kids. They grew up with tons of money, tons of fame, became actors and stuff, got away with tons of stuff, whatever, went to the top schools and stuff like that. Do you think that they, they get, you know, any other, do you, do you think that they're not as privileged as other kids? You know, a kid that wasn't, you don't even have to, like, say a, a lower celebrity, uh, a white celebrity's child. I mean, that's what I mean is it's it, money has more to do with it than I think race does realistically. And that, and it's not in every situation, but I'm just talking if we're talking privilege, privilege, right? If we're just talking privilege, money has more to do than race. OK, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. I just if we were going to compare. Uh, if we were just going to compare wealth, then I think you got to you got to kind of keep keep it an even playing field and I think a, a, a but that's not what the, that's not what the media does and that's not okay. what society does most of the time it's most of the time it's just about race and it's not about real you know uh, you hear a lot about white privilege it's not all white privilege it's money privilege and that's that's the biggest problem with it is it's money privilege look at all like I mean fucking Weinstein look at all the shit he got away with that's not white privilege that's money privilege we talked about him early. That has nothing to do with him, about him being a white guy. That mostly has to do with him having fucking money and being in a power position. It's about where you're at position-wise and how much money you have. It has n- very little to do with the color of his skin. Now, I'm sure, and I'm, I, I don't know exact people, and I'm not going to throw names out there, but I'm sure there's people of every race and every color, the more money they have and the higher their power, they've abused it. And they've done shitty things to people that, with, that are below them because of their power position and the money they have. And there's just as many fucking white people without money and without 
power as there are as black and brown and Hispanic or, or whatever are women that don't have and they get treated shitty and they can't do anything because they don't have the power and the money which really is the privilege. And that's what I think this movie did do is they showed that the money more than the, the, the race and the sex had anything to do with it. What did they use for money? What would what did they, was it the, the drug? There was no money. It was, it was what, whoever, whatever ticket you bought, which would have went down to money. Right. So I don't, they didn't really show a lot of the first class, they didn't that's part of the problem with his movies they didn't show who was the enemy other than the conductor right other than Wil, uh, wilford in the show um the interesting thing is 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 the tail section is is a wide range of races the the mid section is a wide range of races the the upper section actually even has a um at least a diverse cast right there's not it's not just all white people um I want to say there's there there looks to be like a Hispanic or or um, Indian guy maybe, but it, they they and it's a smaller percentage and there's I think there's a black woman maybe, but there's 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 definitely a diversity in the the upper sure. class, oh, so yeah. it shows more that it's it's more about wealth, wealth diversity than racial diversity, that causes the problem. And I think that's in 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 the the main character from the tail section actually happens to be a black guy. I guess he was he's really famous for um, his Hamilton thing. Um, I think you would really like. I I actually think the the series is so much better than the movie in playing out the story. Um, just because they they show the car they show one of the cars that has the the fruit the 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 plants growing and stuff like that. And it looks first off it's laid up way better like way more um using every space uh the way it should be used rather than the one that was in the the movie and they talk about oh yeah we have 130 cars like this you know and then they show a cattle car they actually show a car with cattle in it and it's like oh okay that's where them fucking stakes are coming from that's spoilers but that's where they fucking break the window and all the fucking cattle die it's like oh poor cows i seriously i was like i was tearing up for those cows we're having, we're having chicken tonight <laughs> yeah i you know it's funny as i i feel worse for animals than i do for people <laughs> like when cat, animals die i get all teary-eyed when people die i'm like aha stupid asses <laughs> Yeah, Darwin had something to do with that one. <laughs> yeah, you dummies. But anyways, oh, I don't—I forgot what my point was. All right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, I really—I think this is a good action movie. Um, I don't think this is a classic. I don't think this is uh, um, something I would ever buy on a DVD. This is, you know, watch it once and you—you you get the gist. Don't really ever need to repeat it. Um, that doesn't bother me. I—I I don't. I don't think you. Rewatchability is is how I rate movies. You know, Parasite, no, I know. Parasite I, isn't a movie that I'm gonna watch over and over and over again. It's not a it's not a Groundhog Day, which I think I, <laughs> which I would watch over and over and over again. Uh, which is kind of uh, uh, oh, that's kind of funny. Kind of <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, right, right. But uh, but but I I think I rate it a little higher than you do. I think from oh for sure I, I'm sure you do yeah. 
but uh, I give it more for the story too. I, and and I think it is. See, and that's where I think it fails. I, I think it it is it is stuck in kind of a limited format, a two hour movie. And I, I I'd be interested in watching the series just to see how they took advantage of that uh, of the of the 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 format like, of a series where they watch the first episode and see. I mean, the first episode got me so good. I I literally like usually I have my phone with me when I'm watching shows, and I kind of in and out. I literally did not pick up my phone. And when I watched that first episode, I am so intrigued by this, this series. Um, it gets halfway through and what's it on? Is it on HBO max? Okay. I've got that. So it, it is worth watching after this movie to fill in the holes of the story of the train. Um, it adds a whole complex because, like I said, that the, the two couldn't follow each other. There, there's really not that, but it really fills fills in the holes of some of the stories of the train that fail in the movie. So much so that you're like, oh, oh, I get it now. Okay, third class. They got shit called borders. Like, this is third class. You can't go beyond the border into second class. And it makes, and you're like, oh, fuck, I get it. The class system thing in the show is so much more prevalent and and has meaning and has some uh, girth to it that you're like, fuck, I get it now. Mm-hmm. I understand. And it, it so much so that when you get later on into it, the first class and the, the shit that happens, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, you're like, Son of a bitches, you fucking privileged motherfuckers. Like it, it literally makes you kind of irritated. You're like, God damn you fuckers. You know? So um, they took the idea, and, I, and I, I really hope that he was involved with it because I, I, think, I think he really wanted to tell that story. So I'm hoping he's involved with that, that series. Because they do a great... They do what he probably could have done if he was given a series... But I, like I said, I love the cinematography of the movie um, with what he did, and 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 Bong Joon Ho did a great job. Makes me want to go back and see. So I want to watch Parasite now. Kind of. He was, um, I he wanted. Was, he was an executive producer on on the series. Okay, so cool. Yeah. So he must have had some some stuff to do it. Yeah. So uh, Host is another movie that he had, and Okja. Um, Mother. And so, yeah. Oh, look. He, yeah, he's definitely involved with the series, so that's good. Uh, Mother. Yeah. So there's a couple things I I wouldn't mind going back and seeing of his. Um, I'll have to. I'll probably have to watch um, uh, Parasite just to see if I can if I can do the <laughs> the read along. <laughs> but uh, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. We'll, we'll we'll bug Bo and see if he wants to get on and and argue with me about things. So. <laughs> And I'll, and I'll try not to be uh, too uh, argumentative. I'm lying. I will. I, I won't be that it's way. Good. It's good to be. It's good to, to, to dialogue. Well, I don't want. I don't want people to think I'm a total asshole. I mean, <laughs> I am part asshole, but I don't want to be a total asshole. <laughs> but anyways, I think I think we've we've uh, uh, kicked this horse a couple times. Uh, it's pretty dead. Um, <laughs> uh, with that, yeah, I, I recommend seeing this if you like decent action films with some great cinematography, um, especially if you can if you can turn your brain off and not worry about story so much, like not worry about plot holes. 
that it took me out of it a little bit, but I still enjoyed it. Um, I know you really like it. I, it, you know, I know you, you buy more into the social, uh, message that he was, he was trying to state and stuff like that. And I think I got caught up so much in the story plot holes that I, I maybe missed some of it. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I don't mind it if, if it's, uh, you know, if it's just kind of built into the constraints of a two hour movie that you, you have to get away with some stuff. I did think it took me out of it when they were doing some things that got a little outlandish, the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the fighting with the, you know, the, the, the bullet, the gunfight that gun, was so stupid gunfight so stupid and and the uh and the uh henchmen that just didn't seem to die the sauna fight yeah yeah got a little well silly. he was he was mad because they killed his son they killed his little buddy <laughs> okay i mean but you know whatever he yeah. got he got fish cut whatever <laughs> that was a crazy fuck fight scene oh um yeah oh yeah, watch the series. Definitely watch the series. I think the series... I, I'm not even through the first season, and I think the series is fucking fabulous. Um, much better than the movie um, already. Uh, this is on Netflix um, for the rest of the month. Right. I saw in, that it's going to be gone by, so, by the So end if you're hearing this after April, sorry, it's probably already gone. But um, <laughs> if, you, if you're one of those few people that download us right away and listen, um, jump on this uh, before the end of the April on Netflix. Hopefully you'll be able to find it somewhere because this exclusivity crap is is, is <laughs> lame. We gotta we gotta figure out if well you can it. always get on Amazon. You might just have to pay. What? Well, yeah. Okay. So Amazon, yes, but you can't get things like uh, like the Disney movies on Amazon. You know, you have to be on on Disney Plus in order to see that or Mandalorian. Seven dollars, eight dollars. Yeah. Drop the fucking dollars. Give up a Starbucks for two days and get some goddamn Disney. I just. I, I just don't think that's... You privileged way. motherfuckers with your Starbucks. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you want content, you should be able to be able to see it without signing up for a subscription that, that ties you to a to a streaming service platform. For, you know you can buy it for a month at a time and you just cancel. Yeah, you can. Yeah, so you drop, you drop like $9 and you watch Disney for a month and then you cancel it. Like... I, right now, like you could get Wanda, like ten episodes. Right now, eight episodes and some Winter Soldier. There's six episodes of that. That alone, right there, is worth your six, seven dollars a month. Yeah, but if you want to be in touch with with, uh, with <laughs> not not hear me out. If you want to be in touch with the, the the climate, the entertainment pulse, you have to watch it when it first drops, and that's why they're stretching. You know, they're not doing binge watching uh, anymore like they used to. Now it's every week because they don't want so, you to sign up for it for just a month. They yeah, I get you. I get I get that. I get that. Well, but here's the thing. Unless you're like a so hardcore nerd that you have to watch it and, and react, which actually is pissing me off right now. I uh, I listened to a podcast. Uh, it was called MCU in Review. They, cha- they changed the name just recently. But there's a Facebook group that I belong to. Motherfuckers are spoiling that shit within six hours of it being released. Like, it releases every Friday. Like, I don't get to watch it till Sunday because, you know, fuck, I'm busy. I got a fucking life. <laughs> motherfuckers are spoiling that shit. I'm like, like, you motherfuckers, like, they need to stop this shit right away because well, I'm done. Well, why can't you change the order of, you know, if you're, you got a busy life, you, you just stagger the order of your social media. You get your social media after you, oh, watch, you watch the series. I'm, 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 I'm about ready to, like, <laughs> just unjoin anything with these motherfuckers because, I, I mean, I like seeing some of the other stuff, but it's like, 
give us 24 hours. Let, let us motherfuckers get a chance to watch this shit before you start, you know, throwing out all this fucking spoiler shit. It's like... Well, it, it's like you read movie, your movie, or well, not movie reviews, but like book reviews, <laughs> and they come out the same day as the book was released. Um, and you, you start, oh, wow, this wasn't a <laughs> right. very thought out uh, book review. That happened like with the Harry Potter books as they were coming out, and you'd see these, these book reviews come out the same day as the yeah. book drops. And it's like, really? This isn't. Well, but that's, you, you have to de- read into the, these are like memes and shit that drop, like you're like on your Facebook. I'm trying to just scroll through and see my friends and like, no, I got to roll through all these goddamn memes of these stupid things. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, <laughs> to digress, Snowpiercer, watch it if you enjoy a decent um, uh, sci-fi-ish uh, apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic, man. Post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Post big snowstorm. <laughs> well, no, actually, it was scientists that caused it. Just like uh, the scientists who created the COVID vaccine. They created the COVID oh, vaccine. Oh, and they shot oh. Let's see that here's more conspiracy theory crap that comes out of this. Hey, they're stuff. the same scientists yeah, that, the ones that, that sh- took sh- a <laughs> DNA from a dinosaur and gave us Jurassic Park. That's right. The scientists, they're out to, they're out to cause, cause Fuck uh, the scientists. Global, global freezing. <laughs> You know, and, and and dinosaurs, yeah. So so yeah. When those two came out, they shouldn't have seen a polar bear. They should have seen a T Rex. You know, up on the on the ridge. And you know, the scientists really had their way. All right. Well, anyways, we we've killed this. We've that killed this episode. Said, yeah, yeah, it's more than a horse that we've killed now. Okay. Yeah. So we're uh, next week. Join us. We're going to uh, believe we're going to talk about Ted Lasso. It's a ten ten episode series from. Uh, Apple uh, Apple TV um, Apple TV I refuse yeah. to get Apple TV so I'm going to try to figure out if there's another way for me to get it oh we, we got you brother okay. I, I got All you right. baby bird I'm going to feed you hold on <laughs> uh, <laughs> no we're Ted Lasso great series um, binge watch that in like two days so 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 good okay. um, so uh, join us next you week got for... your drink already picked out don't you no, but I think I might have a couple ideas. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Ted Lasso was great. Um, I love Jason great show. Tudekis, so I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. So, yeah, join us next week for that, Ted Lasso. And uh, with that, uh, pinkies out, people. That's it. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>